304. Welcome into the Matt Mosley program. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox in for Matt Mosley. And we, Stephen, are immediately going to work. We're going to roll up our sleeves and we're going to talk some high school football as we welcome in David Woodard, the head coach of the West Trojans, to the program. Coach, good afternoon. How are you? Appreciate your time. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hey, let's talk a little bit about your football team. I was just looking at some numbers. Uh, defensively, your football team, four of, of the of four of your six football games, seven points or less. <laughs> you can win some games when you're playing that uh, that that caliber of defense. Yeah, you know uh, our, our defense has been playing really well this year. Uh, you know it's got a lot of experience on it, and and those guys, uh, you know, they've had a. a, a a really good understanding of what we try to do on that side of football. And so, uh, you know, they play fast, don't have to think a lot, and, uh, you know, they're really fun to watch. Offensively, uh, numbers say about seven and a half per snap when you when you rush the football. Again, a number you can you can win some games with. Yeah, it is. You know, we, we, it's the same thing. You know, we've got a lot of guys. You know, we, we had five seniors on last year's team, and, and we had 19 starters come back. And so uh, those guys got a lot of valuable experience last year. And, and, and you know, it, it, it's helped us a bunch with, uh, you know, the shortened spring and the shortened summer. And, and uh, you know, to be able to have that experience and, and for those guys to be able to, you know, kind of pick up where they left off last year. And so, uh, and you know, it is, it's just a lot of experience and, uh, you know, those kids have done a really good job of, uh, of adapting to what we need to do this year. Obviously you're having a, an excellent football season so far this year. Take us back a few years, coach, because I can remember there was a time when, when it, it was, it was a struggle to win football games in West. And, and now this, this program is, is really clicking on, on all cylinders. Talk a little bit about how you changed the culture in, in terms things around there you know I, I one i've had a lot of help you know i got a, I got a great staff and, and we've got really good support from our administration and so uh you know I, I think consistency is a big word that we use uh you know we don't have a lot of turnover in our coaching staff and the kids hear the same thing from from seventh grade on up and uh you know we've we've made it where uh it, it's something that, that that's that's good to do and, and our kids uh our kids enjoy it. Our kids love coming to football practice. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's just, you know, that mindset of, of uh, you know, we, we get to do this instead of we have to do this. And so, uh, you know, just it's so proud of our coaches and, and, uh, and the attitude and effort they bring each and every day, and, and it rubs off on our kids. And, uh, you know, it, it, it helps us turn the corner. You, you told me once uh, that not only – did did you and the staff you supported these kids if if they had a basketball game you and the staff went to the basketball game if they had a track meet you were at the track meet if it was a baseball game you supported them by going to the to the baseball game so the kids knew you cared about them you know they do and and uh, you know as much as we can we try to we, we try to work out together in our athletic periods and and all our coaches are in there and, and have eyes on everybody each and every day and so you know it, it's big that that we that we try to be together and, and do those things like that and uh you know if, if you know, it's just one of those things that they do that to realize that uh, you know, those 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 guys aren't just football coaches. They care about me, and uh, you know, they want to see me succeed all year round, and and you know, they reciprocate that. Coach, when you're playing a, a big time opponent like Grandview, um, h- how do you try to keep the guys focused on just sort of what's at hand, the day itself, and, and not getting too ahead of themselves? Um, thinking about Friday night. Uh, you know, I, th- I think that. Uh, uh, understanding that, that we still have a long way to go on, on where we want to be as a football team is important. That uh, uh, it's it, it's a process each and every day that that we have to 
you know, prepare for, for each district football game like, like it's the most important one. And so uh, we are this week, and, uh, you know, we know we've got a, a really tough opponent, and we, and we know that we've got to be uh, at our best to be able to, you know, compete in that football game. And so, uh, you know, it, it's been easy this week. They understand that, that what we're up against, and, uh, you know, they understand that, that um, you know, it, it's going to be a, a tough night for us. But, you know, they're up for the challenge, and, uh, you know, We'll go out and play Friday night and let the chips fall where they fall. When you look at Grandview, what do you see both offensively and defensively? Yeah, I mean, a lot of experience. You know, those those guys that are seniors have played, you know, they've, they've played over 50 football games in, in three and a half years. And, uh, you know, that they've played big-time games. And so, uh, you know, nothing seems to phase them. Uh, they have a lot of experience. They play with a ton of confidence on both sides of the football. And, uh, you know, that experience and, and all of that extra practice and being in those big games, uh, you know, really seems to help them. You know, they, uh, uh, it's, you know they're, they're just a really good football team in all phases of the game. You know, offense, defense, special teams are really, really good. And so, uh, you know, they, uh, uh, they, they, they present you challenges, you know, each and every play. Coach, I know they have a, a lot of athletes you have to game plan for, but what do you see from uh, Demetrius Crown over their big tight end defensive end, and, and how do you try to slow him down on both sides of the ball? You know, he's just – he's a guy that, that uh, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what you do. It seems like he always has a knack to make plays. He's, he's a tough matchup problem, you know, as a defensive end. He's a tough matchup problem as a blocking tight end and, and as a pass receiver. And so, uh, you know, anybody that's uh, – you know, I think he's six eight, two seventy five, or something like that, and he and he's really, really athletic. And so, you know, he he does he creates some matchup problems and he creates uh, uh, some issues. But uh, you know, they've they've got those matchup problems and, and issues everywhere. You know, they they've got good players all over the field, and uh, you know, it's one of those things where you can't focus on one guy. Uh, you you've got to focus on on what you think you can do well as a, as a football team, and and uh, you know, really work hard at doing that. Hey, Coach, thanks for the time. We appreciate it, and uh, have fun Friday night. Yes, sir. Sure appreciate y'all. Hey, that's Coach Woodard from uh, West High School. As the Trojans get ready to meet uh, the Grandview Zebras, you were talking about matchup problems and things. But uh, Trey Yannick from, from West, 777 yards already, Stephen, and 14 touchdowns. He's uh, he's having a terrific year for, for the Trojans as well. And, and, and again, when you're averaging 7.5 yards a snap, uh, you're moving the football pretty good uh that's that's a great average to have it's almost a first down every time you're you're touching the ball and yeah west is is well equipped i mean they played very well this year you mentioned uh janik's an explosive player their defense has been really solid so grandview great team obviously they have a lot of pedigree the last couple of years have some really good athletes but this should be a fun matchup on Friday night and uh, a good test for Coach Woodard's team, another chance for them to, to put themselves in the spotlight. There you go. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, and, and there's several. I mean, we were talking about it this morning on game time. Uh, if if you had the night off uh, and, and you were just picking one game to go to, there's there's four or five mm-hmm. candidates that you, 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 you wouldn't go wrong if you picked that game. Are you going to make the rounds on Friday, Tom? I, I'm not real sure what I'm going to do. I mean, I honestly hate having the night off but uh, i'm not a big fan of open dates because i like you know i like to i like game time man i I like i like to go but yeah we'll find we're gonna find some place to go and uh may end up in west i mean you never know okay you never know yeah i know the 6a and 5a coaches were banging their heads against the wall the first few weeks of the season (laughs) trying to find things doing on friday night and i caught a break because uh i I was able to go do a few games for uh, for channel 10 so yeah i I, the, the 
that first week I'm like, this this doesn't get it. <laughs> I've got <laughs> this doesn't work. I got to go find something to do. And the next thing I know, I'm I'm getting that opportunity. If so, you're yeah, if you're at a high school stadium this week, look out for Tom Barfield. He'll probably be uh, be zipping around. around. Yep, be zipping around. All right, uh, three thirteen, and what a way to start. Got uh, got Coach Woodard on the program and. And, uh, and a good start. And you know they're they're buzzing around up there. They're excited for the opportunity. What's the old saying, Stephen? Where there's a great where there's a great challenge, there's a, there's a great reward or a mm-hmm. great opportunity presents a great reward. So, uh, who knows? I mean, uh, and, and they all start zero zero. So you yeah. never know how how it's going to go. But uh, look forward to it. And and uh, you got that game and several others. We'll get into into uh, some high school matchups coming up a little later on. But uh, uh, it just uh, just a fun way to start the program and and uh, get off and running. And I know you guys uh, you guys had Greg Tepper, I guess, on earlier today on UNR. And there's an encyclopedia. Of, <laughs> well, I was sitting there thinking it would be fun to watch Tepper and, and Craig Way just kind of have a uh, a debate. One, you know, ones ones on the right and ones on the left, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And just let them debate high school football. Uh, now that would be a, a debate worth watching. That might be a uh, yes. That would be fun. And it kind of gives me a segment idea. I might have to text Greg after the show. We do get to have him on weekly on UNR, which is great. Um, we might have to do Stump Tepper and just see if we can name a school in the state of Texas. And we won't use private schools because. Dave Campbell's really, I mean, you know, they do some TAPS work, but they're mainly focused on the UIL. But we'll just see if we can name a, a town or a school and say, hey, Greg, do you know who they're playing this week? Could you give us a little rundown on Team X and, and see if he can do it? <laughs> he, pro- he will. He pro- I mean, he'd be able to. If not, he'd fake you out. It's really amazing. Like, I don't – and we we love high school football here. We do everything we can to cover, you know, all the schools in this area and know the coaches and know the players. Um, but you're talking about – it's one thing like to cover the big 12 and kind of understand, okay, I know the K state roster well enough right. to talk about it. Um, it's totally different when you're like Greg's job and somebody might ask you about a school in the panhandle and then come back and ask you about a school down near San Antonio. It's, it's uh it's a pretty incredible task that he, he does. And, and I've often wondered and, and, and sometimes argue and debate that there's no way to put a top 10 together, a tr- legitimate top 10 together mm-hmm. because of that, that argument right there. Those folks in the greater Amarillo area and those folks down around Corpus or down or down in Mission, you know, down in there's no how do you compare those two those two programs? I mean, it's 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 yeah, it's almost impossible. There's so many schools in this great state that uh, that play that play high, a high caliber of football. I mean, how do you how do you how do you say okay, you're 8 and you're 9. There's just so many teams and so many stories I saw today and I can't remember the town now, but it was down near it was a small town down near El Paso mm-hmm. and they won their first district game on Friday and it was they snapped like a 10-year drought in district play. Wow. And I looked it up and they were only playing district games this year. I don't know if that's typical or if that was just because of COVID, whatever the case might be, um but it, it's School, obviously, I'd never heard of. It's in an area of the state that I'm not super familiar with. Uh, but, again, that just speaks to how big the state is and, uh, you know, how many different areas there are that, that play football. You mentioned that, but there are there are some districts that are 10-team districts. So, 
first mm-hmm. rattle out of the box true, is a too. district yeah. football game. So You're just hitting the ground running. <laughs> yeah, but three and yeah, congratulations. Three seventeen. We're gonna step aside and when we come back, we'll we'll look at some of those matchups. It, it, there's no question that Western Grandview is uh is one of those marquee games, but uh, there's several others that are, are very, very interesting and we'll get into that next here on ESPN Central Texas and the Matt Mosley show. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight. It's going to be a breezy night and not as cool as low temperatures fall to 67 degrees. Tomorrow we'll start the day with a little sunshine, but increasing clouds as a cold front approaches. We should top out around 85 degrees early in the afternoon as the front moves through. Our winds turn back to the north and skies remain mostly cloudy and temperatures will fall by dinner time. By Thursday night, though, we do have a slight chance of a rain shower or a few sprinkles across our area. Nighttime lows dropping to 52 and then mostly cloudy skies to start the day on Friday, but clearing skies and looking good for Friday night football with highs around 71. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It was like when we were first out of school, first out of Baylor. And he was trying to sell him a car. And uh, the guy said, yeah, I go to Baylor. And and, uh, and so my buddy from my hometown says, well, one of my best friends went to Baylor, Matt Mosley. And said the guy's, the guy's face just dropped. The guy responds, yeah, he dated my cousin for a long time. <laughs> didn't end well this classic matt mosley show moment is brought to you by our friends at central national bank listen to the matt mosley show monday through friday from three to six at marineland boating center we believe in families fishing and everyone who enjoys being on the water that's why marineland is home to alumacraft boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts for over 70 years alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch we've got an alumacraft model to fit your style and budget marineland boating center i-35 at loop 340 south or visit marinelandwacoyamaha.com Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. My house has a new glow. I love my wind. 
Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. Tannehill accounts for four touchdowns and the Titans remain undefeated with the win over the Bills last night, 42-16. Just four days before they're scheduled to play LSU, number 10 Florida Gators have put football activities on hold due to coronavirus outbreak. The Florida football program, including players, coaches, and personnel, has 19 positive tests. Tonight in college football, Coastal Carolina and number 21 Louisiana, Atlanta takes a 2-0 lead in the NLCS, holding on to beat the Dodgers 8-7. And the Astros fall to 3-0 behind the Rays after a 5-2 loss last night. Rays and Dodgers game three this afternoon, 5.05 first pitch. Astros and Rays game four, 7.40 first pitch. And you can hear that game over on Fox Sports Central Texas following the Wildcat Coaches Show with Coach Scott Stewart at Wings Pizza and Things starting at 7.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Yippee-ki-yay-yay. What we got there? That's uh, Folsom Prison Blues. Okay. Little JC. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, it's, it's an instrumental. Instrumental, yeah. I got you. I got you. All right, 322 at uh, ESPN. Uh, this is the uh, Matt Mosley program. And, of course, the uh, Matt Mosley program is brought to you in part by Central National Bank. So, hey, a uh, couple of things here as we get ready to roll. Uh, Stephen, we were going to talk some some high school football and and we uh, just had uh, Coach Woodard from West on and West in Grandview. So if you were, if you were free Friday night, and you could take the uh, ESPN Central Texas helicopter anywhere you wanted to to watch watch a game, and it had to be in the in, in Central Texas, what game are you going to? Man, that's a good question, Tom. You got Grandview and West to yeah, look at. Yeah, Grandview West is a great one. Yo and Troy, I think, has got a chance to be just a flat knockdown drag out just because it's that district. Yep. Uh, Salado and China China may decide the district championship. I'd I'd probably go to Salado, China Spring. I've been really impressed with what Alan Hare has done. And I talked to Brian Bell each week. I thought they'd be good, Tom. I didn't think they would be 
six and zero at the moment, and, and they've really been explosive on offense. Man, so they can score. They can score, and they're facing uh, you know a team that runs an offense that you don't think of as as an explosive offense, but they have done a really nice job. Slato, that is in that slot T. So I, I'd probably end up at Slato in, in China Spring. And don't forget now, and I. You want to? T- we talked about West sometimes flying under the radar. What about Rio Vista? They're they're just quietly six and one. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. And t- you mentioned that yesterday. I said, "Oh, okay, that's nice." I didn't realize that. <laughs> and they're playing Crawford, uh, which is a perennial playoff team year in and year out. And uh, that's a six and one taking on a six and zero. Oh. And so, man, there are some really good games that are out there for uh, for your. For your entertainment pleasure this uh, this Friday night. So, CNC Collision Center text line. We'd like to know what game you would pick. Uh, 254-662-1660 is the CNC Collision Center text line. 254-662-1660. And I'm telling you, uh, it's there's four or five of them, and uh, I, I just don't know which one I want, but... I'm like you, Stephen. It may be it may be China and Salado or or Grandview. I mean, I don't know. Grandview West sure is intriguing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it, it may be for the district title. Now, Conley obviously is still going to have something to do with with who wins that district championship. And again, clearly in that district, those three teams have kind of separated themselves. And uh, then Gerald and Robinson and Gates will try to figure out the uh, that fourth spot in the district, but. Uh, Man, you're right. China and Salado, you'd have two teams that have combined for 12 wins. And the same thing in the Rio Vista-Crawford matchup. Two teams that have combined for 12 wins. And, oh, look, Granby and West, two teams that have combined for 11 wins. So, man, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we I'll gotta, get back to you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Make your case for where Tom should be. Uh, one of our 254 texters said they're going to be out at uh, Salado China Spring on Friday night. We also got uh, Dave and Belton said that he'll be at uh, Belton Clean on Thursday night. Nice. Yeah, um, he's hoping to uh, to check out uh, Yo and Troy on Friday night. So that's that's a good you know kind of double dip on Thursday and Friday. Um, Alex in Gatesville said he'll be at Gatesville Robinson. Obviously, you know, rooting for the Hornets. And uh, that's, beautiful McCamey Stadium, and that's a team under Luke Howard that you can see the improvement. I yep. mean, it hasn't really translated yet to the wins. They did get off the, the Schneid with a win over Hillsboro, um, but you could see the gap closing. Yes, though. it's it's not sixty three to three. You no. know, it, it, the gap is closing. You're seeing the progression. They're in these games each week, and uh, yeah, huge. I mean, huge game for them making the playoffs would, would be a big deal. And they can obviously take a big step forward if they can beat Robinson on Friday night. See, now I'm jazzed. It's Wednesday, and I want it to be Friday. <laughs> Holy moly. We should have probably saved this for Thursday or Friday. But uh, uh, here it is. Uh, we're talking uh, high school football matchups with you on this uh, on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. But, yeah, we'd like to hear from you. Where are you going this weekend? 254-662-1660, the CNC Collision Center text line. I got another China Spring Salado vote. Uh, this person also says they think China Spring will win. And you can pick games at our website, SyntechSportsFan.com. Mm-hmm. Whataburger Pick'em Contest. I have a chance to get a $30 Whataburger gift card along with some other prizes. So, uh, yeah, go down there, test your knowledge, make a submission, and, and see if you can win 
Um, that's going to be that's a toss-up game. So that whoever wins that game will go a long way in deciding who wins our pick'em contest this week. Yeah. So, and again, as you mentioned, it's a it's a gift card for uh, for some food at Whataburger plus uh, some other goodies in a Whataburger gift bag and. Uh, and it's easy. Just go to SyntechSportsFan.com, click on that Whataburger, Whataburger link, and then cast your vote. And, again, it's, it's, it, it's, it would behoove you to cast early mm-hmm. because we, we've, we've got a rule. If we have a tie. Oh, it's earliest submission. It's okay. the earliest submission wins, wins, you know, like if we have two 10 and O's or three 10 and O's, that first 10 and O is the winner. So, okay. And we've had several 10 and O's this season. We've also yeah. had a five and three win it, so <laughs> you know. I don't think any of us have had a ten and zero. No, but not our, this our, room. Our listeners have. Well, Ward, I think, had one when he was cheating. I mean, he filled he out did, his ballot yeah. at, on Saturday morning after all the games were done. <laughs> Ward's been cheating all year. He's been picking the games. <laughs> he said, "If you're not cheating, you're not trying." But uh, there's there's some truth to that. But yeah, Ward, Ward's Ward's leading the whole thing, isn't he? I mean, he's out front. Yeah, he's got a three-game lead on myself, I think. So uh, he, he's been leading all year long. He's done a good job. He's been very consistent. And uh, in who's last? Um, well, so I think technically Matt <laughs> is, but he hasn't picked in a couple weeks. Oh, because so, I thought I was. Yeah, you. If if you count up who's you know picked every single week, then then you're currently in last place. Well, see, and I'm it's, it's that it's that dangling carrot but, thing. I, I'm I you don't want to peek too soon, and so I got motiv- you guys the motivation. I, well, I got you guys thinking, oh, he can't, he, <laughs> and then you watch, boy, right? Why when it gets ready to, you're like, you're like the uh, the Dodgers last night. You thought they were just kind of sleepwalking. And Did you see that? Suddenly comeback? exploded. Still fell short, it but yeah, fell made, short. Made an effort to to get back in that ball game. Did you sure. think they were coming back? Oh yeah, I thought oh, they were going to win. So did I. So once did they, I. When, once they started rolling, I thought they were going to win that game. I thought it was downhill too. And then the the ball that uh, the former Baylor Bear Max Muncie hit may still be in flight. He <laughs> smoked that ball over the right field wall. Uh, he's he talking about squaring one up. He uh, he hit it a mile. So uh, good stuff there. And, and you know they gave up a run in the top of the ninth. And I thought, eh, who cares? You know, right. It, and that turned out to be a huge deal. Did it turn out to be a huge run? You can yeah. never have enough runs. So they're now zero and two in, in this little NLCS deal. And boy, the uh, the Astros. Uh, I think the ship has pretty much sailed on on Houston. Don't you, Stephen? I mean, they're in an zero and three hole. Not that it can't be done. We've actually seen it done, but. Uh, it's not exactly done every day where you have to win four in a row. The pressure of, yeah. of having to win four in a row. Four in a row in four straight days is going to be highly difficult. Uh, had their chance last night, obviously, and and couldn't really get it done. And, you know, unfor- I know I get it. There's not a lot of sympathy to be had for this Astros team because of nope. the cheating, and I understand that, and Jose Altuve was part of that. But it is tough to watch a guy just go through this where he can't do – something as simple as throw to first or second base. And last night that error opened up a big inning for the race. You know, you've seen it. You saw it with Steve Sachs several years ago, the former Los Angeles Dodger. Uh, and, and then you've seen it before with catchers where they sit there and just clutch and double clutch and triple clutch, throwing it back to the mound. And then they throw the thing into center field. Yeah. Guy that comes to mind is Jared Saltalamacchia, who was in Atlanta, Boston. He was also in Texas, Texas. for a short time. Mm-hmm. And he had issues with that. Chuck Knobloch, not a catcher, but he had issues with it. 
Um, I know Jerkson Profar struggled with that when he was with the A's a couple of years ago. So, so it's a short throw. It's it's the short throw, and it's uh, it, it's just tough, man. There's nothing you can really do about it except get right, and, and I don't know how they're going to exactly do it. While we're on the subject, I'll quickly – here's Dusty Baker um, last night after the game talking about Altuve and, and his struggles right now. Well, um, you know, we're giving him uh, all support that we can, and uh, – you know, nobody feels, you know, worse than than Jose because he takes he takes it very serious and uh, takes it to heart. I mean, you know, he's one of ours, and uh, you know, we've all been through this before. Um, you know, not in this uh, spotlight like this. Um, I mean, it, it you know it hurts us all to see him hurting, and uh, you know, we'll give him all the support that he. You know that he needs now in in Dusty Baker's probably the right manager to have. I think Stephen. I mean, he's you know the guy's been there, done that, and 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 he's gonna he's gonna help Altuve in, in mm-hmm. any way he can. The one thing I was I liked about Jose Altuve is he's had the, he's. I mean, this is this. It didn't just occur last night. I mean, he's you know he's had a couple of issues, but uh, he's not taking his his defense into the dugout with him. I mean, he had two hits last night. I mean, so offensively, he's all right. And he, he had the dinger the other night. I mean, so because you've seen a lot of guys that though it's in their head and, and it's, 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 it's as much mental as it is any. Well, it is mental. I mean, and so they, they also have issues on the offensive side. So, I mean, it's a double whammy and, and boy, that you you can just cave, but he hasn't done that. I mean, again, last night he kind of flushed it and went on about his business, and he had a two hit night last night. And good for him for not letting him, uh, him affect him on at the plate. Uh, that's a great point. Now, the Astros, and that brings me to another point, which is their biggest issue right now is they're just not hitting the ball, and that's how they got here in a lot of ways. Now their pitching has been good enough, and their bullpen ha- has been surprising in how good it's been um over this playoff run but you know you, you get out to a one nothing lead and you feel like okay maybe this is a night where you sort of get over the hump and make this a series and they just really struggle to score after that so and, and give tampa bay some credit because mm-hmm. their guys are making all these these circus catches in the outfield and, and you know shortstop diving in the hole to make a play they're making plays and we were talking about that i, I guess yesterday about the randomness of baseball if that ball's like the one in the ninth inning uh, that you know that was a or eighth inning that was a diving catch in right field. If that ball's two feet to the right or two feet further or two feet, sh- it's a base hit. Mm-hmm. It's a you know then you're writing a line drive single in the base in in the scorebook. Instead, right fielder lays out makes a you know just makes a circus catch and it's going to end up in, uh, on the highlight reel on ESPN. I mean, you you have seen a lot of that and then you start to look and you see the 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 hitters from Houston. It's starting to sense really pressing. I mean, they. I mean, they're so frustrated because they can't get a ball to get through or, or drop. They're starting to press, and boy, then it really starts to uh, to snowball. Yeah, you see the frustration. Uh, I think that was Correa last night that yes. slammed his helmet down. <clears throat> Excuse me. After that, uh, that ball was robbed, but it's just tough. I mean, it's tough when you can't seem to find a way to get a base hit, and you feel like you're hitting the ball well, and that's what the Astros are dealing with. And Yes, credit the Rays defense for uh, for making plays and, and making things happen. All right, uh, 3.35, 25 away from 4 o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley program on a Wednesday afternoon. We're glad you're with us. And 
We've got a lot to do uh, in the next three hours. On the way, we're going to uh, we're going to continue with some more high school conversation. Earlier today, Greg Tepper was on the uh, on the Unnecessary Roughness program, and Greg's going to talk some high school football with us next on ESPN Central Texas. Midway Panthers football presented by Bird College and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. It's an open date this week for the Panthers as they get ready for district competition. The Panthers will open up district play on Thursday, October the 22nd, when they take on Mansfield. Our coverage of Panthers football will begin at 6.30 with the pregame, the kickoff, and all the action at 7 o'clock. It's the Panthers in Mansfield, Thursday, October 22nd, on ESPN Central Texas. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitchi Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitchi Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Well, the rodeo's going on right now, and if you would like, and I encourage you to do so, check out the official vehicle of the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo, and you can do so at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. You know, fall's here, the weather's great, and at Allen Samuels, Ram is extending one of their biggest truck events. It's the Ram Power Days, and it is going on now through November the 2nd. You can get... You can get a great buy on a new 2020 Ram Lone Star Crew Cab with a Hemi or an Eco Diesel 0% for 72 months, no payments for 90 days, or you can choose a $9,250 cash incentive. Ram has the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Let me say that again. Ram has the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Boy. Enough said. Also, uh, a lot of the dealer, a lot of dealerships have been having a, a, a tough time getting fresh inventory. Well, fortunately for Alan Samuels, they have multiple dealerships and connections all across the the U.S. and they've got a locator. And boy, they got a big locator, and they can locate a vehicle for you. They can get you exactly what you're looking for, and that includes your business folks and all of your farmers and your ranchers as well. And not only can they get that vehicle for you and get it at a great price, well, then they're going to take care of it for you uh, with their superb service department. They've got uh, 14 techs, nine quick loop techs, and they've got advisors throughout the, the uh, throughout the service department to take care of you. And you know what they do? This is the coolest thing, and I saw it the other day. They have a they have fog and they have coverings for uh, for your vehicle. They'll do the, the 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 steering wheel. They'll do the floor mats. They'll do the seats. They they do it all so they can help protect against. The, uh, the COVID virus. So check them out today. It's Alan Samuels. They're over on the motor mile, over on the loop, and great folks. Ted Teague and his staff, man, just uh, just a great group of folks, and you'll be, you'll be thrilled that you went to Alan Samuels for that next purchase. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Ram Fiat. Uh, check them out today. 
For a limited time, when you open a Casasa checking account at Genco Credit Union, you can receive a cash bonus, a $25 cash bonus. Now is your chance to be a part of the friendliest credit union in town and enjoy all the benefits of a free account that pays you money back each month and a bonus when you open it. Apply online today and get your bonus and start letting your money make you money. Qualifications and requirements will apply. For details, go to GencoFCU.org and CUA Equal Housing Lender. Genco. With more and more employees officing from their homes, how is your business pivoting during this unique time? Let the premier provider of technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, conduct a free business technology assessment for your organization. Our professional analysts will understand your organization's unique document workflow. You will get a 360-degree view of all your document-related expenses, as well as see your employees' challenges and areas in need of improvement. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600-UBEO.com. Strict attention to detail. That's what sets Kubota construction equipment apart. It's how we maximize performance, increase strength, and give you the dependability you demand. We engineer our equipment precisely at every level. It's what makes us a leader. Save up to $11,000 on construction equipment or get 0% APR financing for 60 months. Now through December 31st, 2020. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more information. WC Tractor, now with five convenient locations to serve you. Visit us at WCTractor.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Smalt Sandwich Shop. Tannehill accounts for four touchdowns and the Titans remain undefeated with the win over the Bills last night, 42-16. Just four days before they are scheduled to play LSU, number 10 Florida Gators have put football activities on hold due to coronavirus outbreak. The Florida football program, including players, coaches, and personnel, has 19 positive tests. Tonight in college football, Coastal Carolina and number 21 Louisiana. Atlanta takes a 2-0 lead in the NLCS, holding on to beat the Dodgers 8-7. And the Astros fall to 3-0 behind the Rays after a 5-2 loss last night. Rays and Dodgers game three this afternoon, 5.05 first pitch. Astros and Rays game four, 7.40 first pitch. And you can hear that game over on Fox Sports Central Texas following the Wildcat Coaches Show with Coach Scott Stewart at Wings Pizza and Things starting at 7.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Stephen Simcox here with you. Tom Barfield alongside me. We're hoping to hear from Matt at 420 today, so stay tuned to that. You'll update on his condition, how he's doing. Uh, earlier on Unnecessary Roughness today, we talked to Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We've been talking some high school football in this hour, so if you want to know more about any of the games in this area, this is a great primer for Friday night. Here's Greg Tepper on Unnecessary Roughness. And we're joined now on the phone lines by Greg Tepper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Anytime you hear the woo, then you know Greg Tepper is on the show. And you can find Greg on Twitter, at Tepper. And Greg, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We appreciate you. Lots of good games going on. Lots of good games passed by last week. So let's start with a, a game that's going to happen this week. We were talking about it earlier in the show. Grandview will be in town taking on West, who Steven said is kind of flying underneath the radar, a, a sneaky 5-1, and one, really good team, but nobody's really talking about them. But then again, they got the number two Zebras coming to town. What are your thoughts on this upcoming game? 
tell you that if nobody's talking about West right now, they have an opportunity to make everybody talk about them uh, this week if they can pull off what would be, I, I think, uh, an upset, but maybe not the biggest upset, uh, bigger, uh, an upset that, that most people would think. You know, this is a, a West team that I do think is playing exceptionally well. Uh, they, I think most impressively, for me, is if you take a look at what they're doing defensively, uh, they've been very stout. I mean, basically, their last two games, admittedly, against teams I think they're better than in, in Life Oak Cliff and, and Whitney, you know, they gave up a combined six points. That's impressive. And by the way, that's kind of been the norm for them. You know, you look at, at their defense, it has been exceptional all year long. You know, going up against against Grandview, Grandview is kind of a known commodity. They are a team that, that has – uh, of course, Dane Yench, the, the quarterback in safety, who, who does a little bit of everything for them. Uh, they have the new Texas A&M commit, Demetrius Crownover, who committed to the Aggies this week. Uh, I mean, they are loaded. For a 3A team, they are absolutely loaded, uh, and there's every reason to think that they have their sights set on another state championship. You know, the thing for me that I want to see in this game is can the West offense get going? You know, the past couple of weeks, it's been it's been good. You know, last week against Whitney, I think they were they were a little bit stuck in the mud. Uh, my question is, can that offense get going a little bit, get it churning? Because if they do that, then they're going to be able to put a scare, I think, in Grandview. I don't think – I'll just say this. I think Grandview's a really good squad, obviously, right? But uh, with guys like Trey Janik and Lawson Kendrick, the, the running game, I think, is going to be have the ability to, to, to move the ball a little bit on Grandview. I don't think Grandview is uh, impenetrable. And, and I think that if you were to talk to folks around Grandview, I think they'd say the same thing. I think they'd say, you know what, we're a really good team. Uh, but we're but if we go out there and we play a bad game, it, we're not so amazing that we're going to be able to beat anybody, uh, you know, just by showing up on the field. So I think West's got a great shot. Uh, make no mistake, I think they're the underdog. I think they're, they they have to be the underdog when you're dealing uh, with the back-to-back state champions in three division one. Uh, but they've got a shot, and, and and you're exactly right. This is the kind of team that could this is the kind of game that could absolutely vault them uh, right onto the radar. And you know you want to talk about throwing a wrench into the entire region two of three A division one. Uh, if West can pull can spring the upset, that would certainly be something uh, that that would resonate across the state. Uh, Greg, you wrote a, a really good column before the year about just how this year was going to be very unprecedented in high mm-hmm. school football. Um, so I wanted to ask you about Mart and ten two A division two. And Bremont had to shut down for a couple weeks, and now Martin and Hubbard are going to link up and play a week earlier. And then I saw your colleague, Matt Stepp, saying that 10-2A was going to try to play um, every five days over the, the coming mm-hmm. weeks to try to get these games in. Um, do you think this can and, and will work? And, and what do you think of sort of the, the ingenuity that they're trying to, to um, make a plan to get these games in? Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, I think that in a lot of ways, uh, this was kind of inevitable, and this is a natural next step. That that look, these teams were going to have outbreaks. That was that was always going to happen. Is going to be how how we react to them. And I think that this is kind of the next step. Is like, okay, if you have more games than you have weeks, you've got to get creative. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, the UI the, the the guiding principle here is what the UIL calls the five day rule. Plain and simple, you can't play two games in five days. That's uh, that they think that's a safety issue, and I tend to agree with them. That's just, I'm not a doctor, but don't ask me. Uh, so. For example, if you play on if you play on Friday, the next time that you can play a game would be on Thursday. Okay, that makes sense. You see a lot that a lot a game on Friday, play the next Thursday. But play that out to its natural conclusion. That means that then if you play Thursday, you could then play again on Wednesday, uh, and then you could play again on Tuesday, and then you could play again on Monday, and then at that point, now you cannot play on Sunday. That's the one day you can't play. But then at that point, you could play again. Uh, you know, uh, talking about the next Saturday. So. You're dealing with a situation where you're trying to, to squeeze in as many games as possible. And I think that, look, I think that these are the conversations that are going on all across the state. 
is is the inevitable that these games are going to get postponed. These games are going to get delayed. How can we string this out as long as possible and give us the best possible opportunity to play these games? Uh, that's why I think you've seen a number of districts go into zone concepts where they take maybe a four, an 18 district divided the two different zones, say, okay, let's just focus on making sure we get three of these games in. Everything after that is kind of gravy. We can make sure we can get that in, but let's make sure we get these two, uh, these three games in. Uh, you're, you're starting to see these, team, these these coaches and these districts get really creative because of uh, the, the circumstances that necessitate it. Uh, you know, plain and simple, last week was not a good week for Texas high school football. We had something around 10 to 12% of the UIL 11-man games either canceled or postponed. And by the way, this week it's kind of trending in a similar way. So we've got to be creative. We've got to think differently, and, and it's going to require uh, you know fans to, to think differently. There's going to be Monday night football. Uh, you want to talk about counter-programming. Uh, that, that, that's certainly an, an opportunity for, for these small schools uh, to go out there and, and play. We already had games this past Monday down there in, in southeast Texas. That was due to uh, some weather issues. But you're going to start seeing this more and more as you just kind of run out of time. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but, like, look, the, the key date for everybody – to remember is district certification, right? This is week eight. Uh, so basically by September or November 7th, you have to tell the UIL who's going to the playoffs. By hook or crook, you got to do it. And so they're trying to find a way. They're running out of time to get these games in. You're running out of kind of leeway. So you've got to get creative to find op- more opportunities to get those games in. Greg, how intriguing is the China Springs Salado matchup this weekend? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, tantalizing i mean it's really interesting especially uh you know coming off of what salado was able to do last week i thought that that was a signature win uh there for uh for the eagles to, to go and beat waco conley up there in north waco and, and get that win uh in a, a real low scoring slugfest you know that's a, that's a gutty win that's a real gutty win and, 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 and plain and simple it's the kind of game that salado in past years tends to lose right whenever they kind of get into these slugfests they tend to lose them. But I think something's different about these teams, this team. And I think that what you're seeing now is an opportunity for Salado to really take command of the district. You know, they, these are the only two undefeated teams in district play uh, in Salado and China Springs. And, and the winner of this game, at the very least, has to be in the driver's seat for the district title. Uh, and, and that's obviously a priority one for all these teams. You know, for China Spring, uh, this is a team that I think is, is decidedly flying under the radar. And I think part of it, is that really they had, you know, with, with all due respect to maybe Brownwood and, and maybe Mejia, I think that it's been a while since they played a team that, that the win really resonated with us. You know, they, the, the win over Lorena, I think, on the road at Lorena was probably their, their best, most impressive win, even though that's over a 3A team. Uh, this is, uh, is going to be their biggest test to date, I would say, by a considerable margin. And so can that offense, which has been so spectacular all year long, can that offense continue to grind out against a, a Salado defense that I think is, is really playing very well right now? Uh, a lot on the line, obviously a district championship on the line in this one. Uh, you know, uh, China Springs, uh, you know, uh, still have to go through Waco Conley at the end of the year. But, but I think that it's fair to say that the winner of this game there in Toledo on Friday night is going to be, uh, be at the very least, the considerable favorite to win 9-4-8 Division One. Talking all things Texas high school football right now with Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, at Tepper on Twitter. And, 
Greg, myself, and Ward, we cover Temple uh, Wildcats. Uh, we cover them like a glove. He's a play-by-play. I do sidelines. And last week, Arlington Martin, they uh, they were at Wildcat Stadium, and they punched him in the mouth, you know. And Temple had been kind of mm-hmm. flying high, up, you know, win- winning their first two games of the season and uh, kind of got brought down to earth a little bit. How good of a, of a loss, as bad as that sounds, how good of a loss could that have been since they're preparing for district play now just to kind of get them to say, hey, this is what you still need work on, even though you're playing pretty well. Yeah, I, I would say that if you're going to lose a game, though, that's the game to lose, right? The rest of them are going to mean a lot, a, a lot more. And, right. and so I think that if you're Temple, you don't necessarily hit the panic button. I think that first and foremost, it's worth remembering that I think that this Arlington Martin team is pretty good. Right. Uh, I think this is a good Arlington Martin squad. And, and going and losing to them, I don't think there's any shame uh, in that. And especially when you're dealing with a, a young team. You know, we talked about this a lot. Whenever we were, to, you know, where we were talking about their season opener, uh, we were talking about okay, this is going to be a team that's relying on a lot of new faces, a lot of youngsters, a lot of guys getting uh, the, their first real uh, jolt of varsity action. Well, you know, look through the first two weeks, maybe there's a possibility that they just thought this is easy. Like, what's, what's the problem? We go, we need Longview, we go, be back going west, like everything's going great. Uh, I think it was maybe important for them to get punched in the mouth. I think it was important for them to, to, to take a to take a punch uh, from a, a really good Arlington Martin team, the kind of team you have to beat to get to advance in the playoffs, the kind of team you have to beat to get to your ultimate goal. Uh, you know, now this week going on the road to take on Copperus Cove, uh, a Cove team that that right now I think is struggling uh, a little bit, especially on the defensive side. Uh, this is going to be an opportunity for for Temple to to prove that last week was a an uh, prove that last week was that wake up call. Prove that okay, in District 126A we are still the alpha. We are still the team that you're going to have to go through. Uh, you know, a lot of other good teams there. You know, in, in that district, I think Harker Heights off to a great start. I think Shoemaker is a real sleeper in that district. Uh, but I think if you're Temple, uh, that loss you don't ever want to take a loss. But if you're Scott Stewart, you're probably thinking, okay, well, if it was going to come, I'd rather it come now as opposed to later. Greg, uh, McGregor's coming off a, a win in a crazy game against Troy, and they take on <laughs> Lorena this week. Um, that district continues to just be a, a meat grinder. But what do you think of that matchup? Yeah, that McGregor-Troy game was, I mean, crazy town banana pants. It was it was nuts last week, but but a great win for them uh, in that wild shootout, 58-57. Uh, to 57. Uh, And, yeah, look, that district's kind of turned upside down. You have no undefeated team, right? Everyone's got a loss in district and by the way outside of caldwell everyone's got a win in district as well so it's, it's a very evenly matched tightly packed district that you're seeing uh you know right now our computer rankings think that the top six in that district are all within about 23 state ranking spots of one another which is pretty wild you know and this game is, is huge i think this game is massive for mcgregor uh to kind of stake their claim to one of those playoff spots. Look, there's going to be two good teams left out of the playoffs, at least two good teams left out of the playoffs. Uh, I think McGregor going out there and getting a win over Lorena, a team that they are best chasing them right now, I think would really send a message that, yeah, you know what, we're going we're gonna to call dibs on one of those. You know, I think the same thing goes for Cameron Yo this week against Troy, uh, that those are two teams that I think want to go out there and stake their claim to one of those playoff spots. We're not going to be uh, left without a chair when the music stops. And so I'm really interested in this game. I don't think that McGregor can go in there expecting to win every game 57 to 56. Uh, but, you know, the, the defense, I think, is going to have to step up at some point. But I will say that this is not a Lorena team that, uh, that like, in past years have been able to light up the scoreboard. 
So I wonder if the defense could come along, if the offense can continue to do what it's doing. You know, McGregor's really impressed me. Uh, the numbers are gaudy. Every single week, it seems like we're talking about some crazy game. I mean, they've now played 58-57. They've played 45-42. They've played 56-35. they played 49-40. I mean, they've played these, all these high-scoring games. Lorena wants to keep this score low. Lorena, I don't think, is built to get into a shootout. And so if you're McGregor, you want to push the pace. And if you're Lorena, you want to slow this thing down. Uh, a fascinating matchup in, in what has become one of the most kind of upside-down districts in the state. Greg, one of the games in the DFW that's got me really interested is Alito hosting Cedar Hill. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a sign of the times, I'll tell you that much. This is a game that was kind of cobbled together uh, at the last minute by Tim Buchanan at Alito and Carlos Lynn at Cedar Hill, both of whom had their opponents cancel on them. And uh, so they just said, you know, you want to dance. And, and, and here's an opportunity for both of these teams to get a real signature win. You know, this is a fantastic matchup. Cedar Hill kind of scuffled out of the gate uh, before hitting the gas last week uh, again, or in their, in their opener against Arlington. You know, Caden Salter and that unbelievable wide receiver core, they are a real, real uh, problem for everybody. But most importantly for me about Cedar Hill, I think that defense has taken a noticeable, significant step forward. And if that's the case, they're going to be a big-time problem. Going up against Alito, a team that, look, right now is, is cruising along. Two good wins, a blowout win over Weatherford, and then a nice win over Frisco Lone Star. Uh, they are kind of a, I don't want to say a makeshift team, but they're moving a lot of guys around and it's working out so far. They got a sophomore quarterback in Brent Hayden. Uh, they, they've moved DeMarco Roberts. They're outstanding cornerback to running back. They're, they're using JoJo Earl in pretty much every single aspect of the game. Uh, one question I have about this game, and I think an advantage for Cedar Hill here, is going to be depth. You know, we're talking about a 6A team uh, against a, uh, we're talking about 6A team against a 5A Division II team. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a huge uh, difference as far as team size is concerned. Uh, and, and that's one thing certainly to keep an eye on. You know, Cedar Hill uh, got an enrollment in, in the 2600s, right? Alito, on the other hand, uh, is 1800. Uh, that's a, that's a mm. huge difference as far mm -hmm. as depth is concerned. And especially with a number of their athletes that they use both ways at Alito, I want to see if, if Alito, if this team is close into the fourth quarter, that may be an advantage for Cedar Hill simply because they've got more bodies. So, but a fascinating matchup and a great measuring stick for both these squads. That is uh, Greg Tepper on earlier today with uh, Unnecessary Roughness with uh, some great high school football conversation in Central Texas. And, you know, you see when he was talking about uh, the district uh, in, in a couple of really good teams may certainly will be left out uh, of the playoffs in, in the district that uh, with McGregor and Rockdale and, and Cameron and all those guys. I mean, there's really quality football teams throughout that league. And, and you know, unfortunately, Two of them, or or, or more, may not make uh, will will not make the playoffs. So I mean, uh, it's 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 a tough go, but you know that's just the way the uh, it's just the way it the uh, UIL drew it up this year, and it really made it a, a very very competitive league and a very entertaining league for football fans. But man, for uh, for some teams, they're going to be uh, they're going to be a very good team on the outside looking in. Yeah, it's always tough when you feel like you have a, a playoff quality uh, group and you just can't get in, but. Um, that's sort of the unfortunate reality of realignment in, in district and, and how it goes. Um, we always see the headlines of, oh, this one and nine team is in, this two and eight team made the playoffs because you got four teams. And you're definitely not going to see that in, uh, in, in some of these syntax districts. I mean, it's, it's tough going. And, and certainly, uh, you know, that one with Troy and, and Yo and McGregor has been 
just a, a knockdown drag out every single week. All right, uh, 358. We're a couple of minutes shy of 4 o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley program on ESPN Central Texas. And uh, as we roll into the second hour, we're going to have Campus Confidential. We'll talk some college football with you. And we'll also, if everything goes according to our good friend Hoyle, we'll visit with Matt himself here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Dr. Tyler Cooper, Dallas's own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins, minerals we need from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's comprehensive multivitamin like Basic One Multivitamin, Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health, or melatonin to help you sleep better, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements has what your body needs. Cooper Complete has a special offer just for listeners to the Matt Mosley Show. Buy any two bottles of Cooper Complete Vitamins or Supplements and get one bottle free just use coopercomplete.com the coupon code espn 2020 that's three bottles of cooper complete vitamins and supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code espn 2020 at coopercomplete.com live longer live better with cooper complete nutritional supplements it's Ram Power Days at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. The 2021 models will be arriving soon, and we still have a great selection of 2020 ramps to choose from. Hurry in and save $10,000 off MSRP on a fully loaded Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab, plus competitive pickup owners get an additional $1,000 off. Well, how about $6,000 off that new diesel to pull that new RV or boat? Ram Power Days won't last much longer, so make that short drive and see why everyone says it's always cheaper and friendlier in Cameron. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal House. Lender. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.com. Let's face it, some people just like driving around in the new. Hi, Jay here from Pickup Outfitters to talk about those truck owners that know they have naked trucks but simply don't care. You'll hear them saying something like, I'm just driving around free and easy, nothing constricting me. Gross. But there is something that can entice almost any naked truck owner. Leather. I mean, they kind of go together, right? And Pickup Outfitters is an authorized dealer and professional installer of cat skin leather seats. So I'm asking you to do your part and help us in truck nudity. The next time you're near your naked truck owner friend, you can say something like, you know what would really be sexy on your truck? Leather. And they'll get that sly smile, and you know you've hit them in their weak spot. Pickup Outfitters installs factory matching leather kits or custom kits in just about any color combination for your truck or even car. It's the sexy thing to do. You can be part of the problem, or you can create a commotion with cat skin leather seats at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. 
It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to CentexSportsFan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. Introducing the new limited-time spicy chicken sandwich at Whataburger. With the flair of spicy, crispy chicken topped with fresh, cool veggies and pickles, this flavor speaks for itself. So stop by your hometown Whataburger and try it today. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show is Stephen Simcox. Have you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years and they're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Call 254-752-1647. KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Matt with the day off, Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox in for Matt uh, this afternoon. Glad you're with us, 404. Don't forget, coming up in a couple hours tonight at 6 o'clock at Rudy's, it's the Baylor Coaches Hour. And tonight, uh, Kim Mulkey, the Baylor Lady Bear basketball coach, will be the guest. And remember now, John will be live and in person but uh, i believe that coach kim mulkey will be uh doing her portion by zoom so uh kind of a virtual appearance on the program but that is coming up tonight at six o'clock at rudy's and right here on espn central texas also a quick high school note the uh, temple coaches show the uh, with ward white is coming up tonight at wings pizza and things down in temple and you can hear that beginning at 7 30 over on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas. And then uh, as soon as that program concludes, we'll get you out to baseball. The Astros playing uh, game four of that series, down three games to none. All right, let's talk some college football, Stephen. What's, uh, what's What's making news and what's making headlines today in the world of college football? Well, uh, we saw over the weekend, Dan Mullen was saying, hey, I want 90,000 people in the swamp for LSU, Florida. He probably still does. <laughs> Florida had a COVID outbreak, so they had to pause activities. And today we found out LSU, Florida is going to be postponed. That game will be moved to December 12th, which is becoming like the Island of Misfit <laughs> Toys for college football games. It's the magic number, isn't it? The magic Just date. Any game that gets postponed, we played on December 12th. I, I don't get the sense, Tom, that we're going to see – Maybe maybe it ends up working out. I don't think we're going to see any uh, conference t- championship games on December 12th. No, the way this is working right now. They look like, at best, December 19th, don't mm-hmm. they? I mean, wow. What uh, you know? And, and again, so you're filling up that that date, that t- the December 12th date. What happens if there's for 
some teams in, in, in the conference, whether it be the Big 12 or the SEC, what if there's multiple games that well, have to be moved? Yeah, that's the magic question. Uh, do you try to do what the NFL did and sort of mix and match bye weeks? How much can you do that before you run into some problems? Right now, it's it's two SEC games, Mizzou Vandy mm-hmm. and Florida LSU, and one Big 12 game that have been moved to this magical filler date that is December 12th. And, I mean, honestly, for both these teams, Florida's dealing with all these COVID issues. Uh, LSU's quarterback, Miles Brennan, was actually doubtful for this week. So they were going to have to start a true freshman at, at quarterback, and they've already had some trouble on defense. Maybe it's it's helpful. For, <laughs> some, for, some trouble Yeah, they've had defense? a lot of trouble on defense. <laughs> yeah. They made Mike Leach. It looked like Mike Leach had figured out, you know, how to win in Starkville immediately, and now they've lost two in a row. So maybe it was just the LSU defense that has been very generous to everyone. Um, so it, it might work out just from a competitive standpoint, but Tom, it's it's not going to get played, and there won't be ninety thousand people in the swamp well, on Saturday. And again, there may be, but it may be for a car show or something. It's not going to be for a football game, that's for sure. Uh, some interesting news in the Big Twelve. I brought this up briefly yesterday. K State's having a really good season so far. They're three and one. They're undefeated in the league. Josh Youngblood, who was a stud kick returner for them last year, he was an All American as kick returner. Um, he's transferring. He's entering the transfer portal. Now, he's only played in two games this year. They had high expectations for him. He hasn't seen the field. The coaching staff hasn't been too forthright, or or they've been kind of cagey about why exactly he hasn't seen the field. Uh, But he's only played in in a couple games. I guess this is maybe unhappiness about that. Regardless of the reason, he's moving on. Well, he's in the portal, so he could potentially come back. But, Tom, it it looks like he's going to try to move on from K-State and – you know, we talked about that potential transfer rule yesterday. This is a guy that could benefit from that if they end up approving it, uh, but he's already looking for maybe what his next destination is going to be. See, I, I, the transfer portal always th- – that's intriguing to me. I, I just – I don't get it. I mean, I, and particularly when they can change their mind and decide to stay. If they decide to stay, they being any particular player, does that coaching staff really truly want them on their football team? I mean, because here's a player that says, "Mm, I don't want to be a part of this thing anymore. I'm out. And then for whatever reason, changes their mind. Is that a player that you really can trust uh, on your football team and really want on your team? Uh, I get what you're saying. I think like most things in football, it depends on how talented they are. You know, I mean, Josh Youngblood is – a really good kicker turner maybe could turn into a really good wide receiver so i think it may be walks off at halftime and doesn't come yeah, back there'll, mean, there'll be questions about that him. doesn't never happen I no mean. that only happens at texas um there might be questions about him but then he'll end up somewhere i assume but i mean we saw you know and i'll just i'm not trying to bag on this guy it's just one of the first examples that came to mind rashad paul was an amazing player at bremont high school mm-hmm. he went to Texas a&m and did some nice things there, Tom. Yep. Didn't see the field, I guess, as much as he would want to. And I know he went in the transfer portal. And, you know, whether it was COVID or whatever it might be, didn't necessarily get the interest he was looking for. Ended up at a smaller place. Um, and you have a number of those stories. So it's always sort of that grass is greener type of mentality. I get why guys leave, whatever the reason might be. But are you going to end up somewhere that, that's better for you is always a big question. Yeah, I mean, is it the, and is it the place you want to be? And and if wherever you end up, was that a place you wanted to be at the very beginning? I mean, you know, uh, so, I mean, I, I again, uh, I'm back to I'm not a big fan of just let's transfer because we uh, we got our feelings hurt or, or we're, you know, we're not getting to play or 
go go play better and earn earn time on the field uh this is from pat 40 from yahoo sports this campus confidential steven simcox tom barfield with you on the matt mosley show our, our daily segment where we talk some college football news and, and notes and pat 40 was discussing um SC, the sec is suddenly struggling with defense tom and he ran down a bunch of numbers obviously alabama they gave 48 points to old miss on saturday night and they still won they won by double digits they scored 63 uh, so it didn't really cost them the game but they've traditionally been number one, number two nationally in total defense. Florida has been a top 10 defense nationally in the past. In 2019, they were. Um, and they're giving up almost 200 more yards per game in 2020. LSU, we talked about them getting gashed. A&M's given up a lot of points. Mississippi, Old Miss looked horrifically bad on defense against Alabama on Saturday night. They gave up 63. So, Tom... For years, we heard about the Big 12 being the soft conference that gave up points. They were a total sieve. They could never compete in the playoffs because they didn't play on that side of the ball. Yeah, they bagged on the Big 12 mm-hmm. big time. I mean, yeah. they constantly did. So all of those that were that were uh, turning on a microphone or, or grabbing a pen to say it's something negative about uh, the defensive play in the Big 12, go ahead and uh, line up for that apology. You you owe the league. Enough. Because look at the SEC. And does it have anything to do with maybe how the SEC is playing offense these days? You know, it used to be I formation, pro set, let's run the ball, and on third and five we'll throw the, the eight or nine-yard pass. Now they're winging it all over the field mm-hmm. does it look sort of familiar with a league that's a little to the left of them in the big 12 of course it does yeah that's that's what it is and they're not getting at the criticism and look i get it the sec turns out nfl talent like nobody else they win the big games big 12 hasn't done that yet oklahoma's gotten there a few times they haven't been able to get to that next level but it is worth noting a lot of these big scores in the big 12 were due to these air raid offenses that were just you know, high tempo. It was getting more possessions, more snaps, more snaps. Yes. They were, you know, attacking um, secondaries and man coverage all the time. It leads to more points. Did you see how many times Ole Miss caught Alabama in a bad spot? They would run up to the line of scrimmage to snap mm-hmm. the football. Alabama's defensive coordinator, he he's trying to get new guys in and you know fresh fresh people in the game particularly up front in the pass rush game, they they would snap the ball with 12 and 13 guys on the field, and they'd have free plays. They did it all night long. Alabama was not accustomed to the pace, the tempo, or the style of play that Lane Kiffin's football team played with. They're not. Now, I think obviously these guys will adjust. We've seen in the Big 12, and the scores are still high, but it's gotten better. Iowa State went to a three-man front. TCU has the 4-2-5. Baylor sort of went to a three-man front. A lot more, you know, hand signals, simplifying the defense. And they've sort of zoned in on that a little bit. And also, you know, you, you've had this whole this, this whole new influx of coaches in the league as well. And there's a lot more running of the football yes. in the Big 12 than there was three, four, five years ago. That as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how long this lasts and what they do. And, you know, in the SEC too, the quarterback play is getting better. I mean – it, it's been an amazing league, but it hasn't been a league that's necessarily known for churning out top-flight quarterbacks. Tua was a top-five pick. Um, obviously, Joe Burrow was the number one pick. Jalen Hurts was the quarterback that was drafted. He was at Alabama before he went to OU. So we're, we're starting to see better QB play and less kind of game managers that were just handing the ball off and, and trying to play good defense. And I, I think it's 
it's a it's sort of a revolutionary concept, but they've they fully embraced this air raid style, Tom. And, and what you got, you 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 got uh, NFL scouts telling you that the SEC, because of their style of play, Stephen, that they were playing base defenses and they were playing, you know, they were playing I formation pro set offenses. That the SEC was were were producing the NFL ready type football players. Mm-hmm. Well, now that's not the case. I mean, they're lined up sideline to sideline and winging it all over the park. That's right. Yeah, they they've borrowed more and more from the college game. You're seeing who's the offensive coordinator at Arkansas? Kendall Browse. Kendall Browse. I mean, and uh, you, you you think that they're going to be in a, in a wishbone? I, I don't think so. <laughs> well, and you know, you see more and more quarterbacks like Pat Mahomes, like Lamar Jackson. You can go down the list. Guys that are more familiar with those types of offenses, and and you're seeing it more and more in the NFL. Uh, last thing here, Brett McMurphy says that. The NCAA is an approved resolution. There's going to be no requirements to make a bowl game this year, Tom. You can go 0-9, 0-10, 1-7, does not matter. <laughs> if you got a pulse, if, you can go to a bowl game. If you got a team that doesn't have COVID, you can go to a bowl game. Wow. Um, there's, there's set to be 39 bowl games. Now, I'm curious to see if they actually get all these games in and everybody tries to play, but... You need 78 teams. 78 teams, that's right. Um, so, we'll see. 78 teams will be involved potentially and you could be uh, watching a game on December 18th between you know one and nine Kansas and two and eight Vandy if if you so choose now they might not have to go that deep in the barrel to get 78 teams but there's no uh, there's no magical six game win format or anything like that it's just whoever can play can play and and we're going to see some, some interesting bowl games. Well, they've year. had to create waivers in the, in the past because they didn't have enough teams with right. six wins. And so you saw some five and sevens going to some of those early bowls. And, wow, we may see some uh, – I don't think we're going to see two and tens, but you may see some some four and sevens, some four and sixes. I mean, because not everybody's going to get all their games in. So you may see some teams with four – five wins uh going to, to several of these bowl games so well and you're playing less welcome games to 2020 too, yeah you know? exactly so you're gonna have a i think you're gonna have a lot of six and four and five and five teams and that's just how it is but uh we we see that now i think so much of bowl like i, I feel like people aren't as mad about bowl games now because really most people just care about the playoff and the bowl games are just background noise during They're the holidays pageantry for for while while we wait for the uh for the tournament. All right. Uh, that is uh, Campus Confidential. It's 416. This is ESPN Central Texas. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight. It's going to be a breezy night and not as cool as low temperatures fall to 67 degrees. Tomorrow we'll start the day with a little sunshine, but increasing clouds as a cold front approaches. We should top out around 85 degrees early in the afternoon as the front moves through. Our winds turn back to the north and skies remain mostly cloudy and temperatures will fall by dinner time. By Thursday night, though, we do have a slight chance of a rain shower or a few sprinkles across our area. Nighttime lows dropping to 52 and then mostly cloudy skies to start the day on Friday, but clearing skies and looking good for Friday night football with highs around 71. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. 
Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors. Our reliable number one selling tractors are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down at 0% APR for 84 months and save up to $1,700 plus no payments for 90 days. Now through October 31st, CS or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Visit WC Tractor at WCTractor.com or Moore Service Center at MooreServiceCenter.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Local officials will offer COVID-19 surge testing in McLennan County through October 30th. 40,000 COVID-19 tests have been allocated for this effort. Testing dates and sites are listed online at covidwaco.com. Save time, pre-registration online, and print your completed registration form. You can print your form at any of the four Waco libraries or three community centers at no charge. Waco Transit will be providing free transit rides to or from testing sites. All sites open 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free COVID COVID-19 testing sites will be located throughout Waco until October 30th at the Waco Convention Center, McLennan Community College, Waco ISD Stadium, and the Syntax Chamber of Commerce. Please log on to covidwaco.com for exact dates of the free COVID-19 testing. You do not have to have symptoms to be tested. It will take just a few minutes for you to receive the easy nasal swab for the COVID-19 testing. Act today. Go to covidwaco.com. Be safe and be sure. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Today's job market is full of demand for skilled trade workers. Electricians, welders, mechanics, these and other trades are the backbone of every community. They're also a huge part in making sure the Army National Guard is always fulfilling its mission of service to our country and communities. Soldiers train to keep the power flowing, engines running, and supplies moving. The skilled trades these soldiers perform are the same ones needed in today's civilian workforce. Army National Guard soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. With options from plumber to helicopter mechanic and everything in between, soldiers are able to select the trades that best fit their lives. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession and serve your community and country by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Abbott head coach Terry Crawford joined Game Time this morning to discuss the team's 7-0 record this season and what the biggest difference in this team and teams from the past couple of seasons has been. We've had two really rough years. It's been three years since we've made the playoffs. It's unheard of around here. And what we've been fighting is just getting our kids to buy into all those things off the field. Um, we've had some talent. We've had kids that wouldn't study scouting, of course. We've had 
had kids who wouldn't study film. We've had kids who wouldn't buy into our, our conditioning system, wouldn't buy into how we're supposed to eat things. So uh, this group has just bought into it 100% from the get-go. Our kids are smart, and that's because they're prepared, and that's been the difference. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Four twenty-one, the Matt Mosley program. Tom Barfield, Stevenson, Cox in for Matt. It is a Wednesday afternoon, and Stephen, we welcome to his own program, right, Mr. Go. Matt Mosley. Matt, good afternoon, buddy. Fellas, how how are you? I uh, I tell you, I miss my daily dose of Simcox. He does check on me. Fairly often, which is a which is a great thing, Tom. I got to visit with you a little bit last night, late into the evening. But uh, yeah, it's great to uh, it's great to be back on with you guys. It's now been about twelve days, or almost thirteen days, since I made that fateful call to uh, Stephen uh, from the back of an ambulance to let him know. That I was going to have a little trouble. You might be late. Doing the show. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I texted Matt about two forty-five, and I got a text back that said Matt's going to not be able to do the show. This is a Dallas paramedic typing, and I thought, oh, that's probably not good. Oh no. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad to be talking to you, Matt. I'm glad that you're okay, and it's it's great to hear your voice again on the radio. Well, it's good to be heard, and. Um, one of my main, uh, and we can get into it a little bit, one of my um, main issues was when I did a Superman off of my bike into a ravine, uh, which is not supposed to happen, obviously. I, uh, I cut up the right side of my lip, and it was sort of dangling, and, um, and they were able to get me into emergency surgery that evening, and repair all that. But fortunately, Stephen, you could hear my voice, I think, in the back of the ambulance. Mm -hmm. I was still in shock at that point. But um, in some weird ways, I've had to kind of teach myself kind of how to do this again. But the, the great news is, and this is a reminder to everybody who likes to be on a bike, and uh, whether it's a motorcycle or a, a bicycle, which I was on my, on my bicycle, uh, I have a road bike, but uh, helmets are so important. And while I ate it with my face first, I then it hit my head. And while I did sustain a concussion, um, I, all my faculties are with me. And I got over that pretty quickly. So uh, I am uh, very, very fortunate to be getting to talk to you guys. And I think the helmet played a big role in that. And I also, uh, I think the scariest thing was I was in such a bad way that I, I, I felt burning in my arms, my hands, and my feet. And so my first uh, thought, which was a horrible thought, was, am I paralyzed? And I quickly realized that I wasn't, and I was able to move my feet and my uh, hands. And as luck would have it, or as God would have it, um, as I believe, the first person on the scene to administer aid was just someone who happened to be out on his bike, and it was a, a doctor 
uh, Tony Rivera, and he is an ER doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought that was pretty amazing. And he was able to kind of keep me still, not let anybody move me, of course, until they could get there with the headboard and strap me down and all the things that needed to be done. And uh, what they tell me is, uh, is that I was in my sort of shock state. I just kept telling them that I had to be on the radio in 45 minutes. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was, uh, I just hated the thought of Stephen, the lights coming on and everybody just kind of looking around like, where's Mosley? <laughs> now, not that that doesn't happen sometimes, but most of the times you'll know, um, I had car trouble even right before this happened. And so, but I'm usually able to kind of keep you posted on those sorts of things. This was a true emergency and uh but it looks like guys that uh even with um, a broken neck and a broken back um that uh i will be able to make a full recovery and right now the neurosurgeon is saying that uh, no surgery will be required on my uh on on my spinal cord injuries so that is a uh, that's you know, phenomenal we'll news right we'll, we'll there. Get that, we'll get that checked out, but I think that was uh, that's really good news. Yeah, that that is phenomenal news there. So, so Matt, can you kind of walk us through? Obviously, you were uh, I would imagine you were going at a pretty high rate of speed when when this occurred. Well, you know, I I like always. I'm like, well, I got to get on home. I looked at my watch and and I kind of I did kind of hit it, but I was not like going downhill really. It was on a a very normal path, and I did what I've done oh a few times. I've been riding for years. I I got for some reason I got a little careless and I I ended up on the right side of the path, and I just all of a sudden kind of like uh oh I gotta I'm kind of I'm about to go off this path. I better correct this, and I made a decision. It was a it was ended up being a really bad decision. It didn't seem bad at the time. Before in, in the past, when I've come up on somebody or someone's come at me and I have to make a real fast decision, I'll go off into the grass. And that's usually a really good decision. In this case, I made the decision to leave the, leave the path and, and commit, as you need to do when you make a decision, I committed to the decision to go off into the grass. What I did not know is that the minute... I went into the grass. I, I was hit with this horrible vision or horrible uh, uh, image. The I was facing an, a, a pretty wide ravine uh, or a ditch, and I didn't see any. I didn't see any path out of it. You know, you're looking in that moment. You're trying to process everything quickly. How do I get myself out of this jam? And so I, I tried the old evil Knievel. I didn't see any other possibility. I, looking back, I wish I'd jammed my brakes and threw myself off the bike, but I took on the ditch and thought maybe there's some way I can jump it, and obviously that didn't happen. I went into the ravine, and then the impact then threw me over the handlebars, and then I landed face first into the other uh, bank of of the other side of the ravine. And that's where I sustained all my injuries. And I think the, I think all the, uh, uh, the, the back and the neck injuries were simply because it was such blunt force mm-hmm. that I landed with. So, uh, 
that's how it happened, and that's where they discovered me, basically in a trench. And uh, fortunately, those guys had their eyes on me and watched it and got to me in a hurry. And I've talked to one of the eyewitnesses already, and then I've been texting with the doctor who uh, who found me. And uh, and you guys will like this on the way to the on the way to the uh, the hospital. <laughs> the, I was wondering why we were stopping at stoplights, and I finally said, "Hey, why are we stopping?" Uh, you know, like I'm thinking, why are the sirens not on? And they told me, they said, "Well, that's our that's our policy. Uh, unless you're dying, we can't turn on the sirens anymore." And which to which I said, "Well, what am I doing here?" Like, <laughs> you you got like the most leisurely ambulance service in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I, I felt like I was dying. And, Can we uh, turn right on red? So, I mean, <laughs> so anyway, this guy was trying to talk to me and settle me down. He was a huge Alabama fan, had gone to Alabama, worshipped Nick Saban, and I'm begging him for pain meds. And I said, "Can you give me something?" And he finally squirted some fentanyl into my nose. All right, that's. I guess they didn't give at that point. They had they weren't putting an IV in me. And so he squirted it up my nose, and it was kind of funny. When he got me into the ER and they got me to the trauma unit, everybody was asking, how much did you give him? <laughs> and my paramedic, who, again, I'm very thankful, grateful for, but he went blank. He kind of froze up, got oh, stage no. fright, and he couldn't tell them. And so they start to kind of hammer on him, tell us how much medicine you gave him. And he was like, he couldn't spit it out. And so they finally just kind of had to kind of go off on their own. He couldn't, he just kind of froze up a little bit. So anyway. As much as he needed. They, yeah, you should have said not enough. Not, not nearly enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad I can laugh about it now. And, uh, boy, the outpouring of support has been unbelievable. You guys have seen it on social media and the facebook and that kind of thing and so i finally you know my wife did a good job of like not letting me on my phone and kind of protecting all that uh maybe too good a job because she wasn't really letting anybody know how things were going and she she's been unbelievable at some point we started to get feedback that people were like well i heard matt's going into surgery again tonight like there was some misinformation floating out there so i dictated a uh, facebook post to Meredith, and she put it out, and I think that sort of calmed things down a little bit. But she is, uh, as a lot of great wives are, is uh, very, very protective of me, and and uh, uh, you know would barely let me do this today. But uh, but I, I wanted to. Uh, I've really been missing getting to visit with you guys, and and especially uh, you know our listeners who are so loyal and uh, so incredible. And I didn't want to leave them in the dark and all. So. Uh, you know, my my goal is to try to be back here uh, at Monday the 26th, and I'm already kind of, you know, the, the issue is after these kinds of conversations, because I've had surgery on my mouth, you know, it, I kind of, my mouth sort of locks up on me, uh, which is a condition probably some of my listeners would enjoy or would, would, have, would have hoped for over the years, but... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I hope that uh, here in a couple of weeks that I'll be in, in much better condition. But uh, I, I for a while, I was on a, a liquid diet, guys, and I 
I was dropping a lot of weight, and that was one of the silver linings of this whole ordeal. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the past few days, I have been given uh, uh, the ability to eat soft foods, which uh, uh, so every day at lunch, one of my buddies shows up with like a huge meal, like like meatloaf and mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. So I have quickly put on, you know, whatever weight I lost. So I was a little offended, by the way. They, they were gauging my weight, and, uh, and, and the, par they had the, the paramedics, they, they wanted some reason he needed to know how much I weighed. And, and, it, and I hear him go, well, they were lifting me, and he said, it feels like about 240. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, I don't think they're that far off. <laughs> he should do that at the carnival or something. That's not a bad skill to have. <laughs> I, I was hoping that I was hanging in there at about 225 or 230, <laughs> but he just put it right out there. It goes, guy feels like he's 240. And then he kept saying, 48 years old, and I kept I kept correcting him. I said, 47. <laughs> and, of course, there I am fighting for my life, but I was very concerned that he was presenting me as a year older than I actually was. Yeah, I'm glad you could fact check the paramedics during your usual radio time ins instead of myself. That's good that you. That's good that you're able <laughs> that's to do right. that. That's right. Matt, could I ask you a quick sports question? Uh, since you've been gone here, the Cowboys they had an embarrassing loss to the Browns, and then uh, I'm sure you you've heard and saw that Dak Prescott went down. Um, what do you think now of this team at two and three with with Andy Dalton in there? Our listeners are, are really wanting to hear some uh, some Mosley takes. Well, you know, I, I think that I have so much, and you know, I lived a couple of uh, houses down from uh, some of Dalton's family, so they're excited to see Andy get this, uh, get this uh, uh, opportunity. But I, I, I do think they're in a good spot there. I think he's about as good a backup as you could possibly have. Um, I, I kind of think that in this, the state they're in with, you know, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Andy because Dak, because of his athleticism, could sort of make up when the right tackle and the left tackle were having problems. Andy is obviously not that athletic. Now, he's got more experience than Dak. Could the ball come out a little quicker? Could they change some things up? Could they give him some shorter drops and, hey, the ball's coming out quickly? Can he, could they expand their, their screen game, you know, do some of those things? I, I think, and I shared this with you guys the other day, but I think what you have to do is go, you know what, we, before we totally trusted Dak, we had this amazing running back who we built everything around. Now, I get it. They don't have as great a blocking right now. But I do think you have to lean on this tailback because this defense is not to be trusted. And you cannot leave them out there for long periods of time. So, I, you know, can Andy get in these shootouts? I don't know. I mean, you're right. The Cleveland thing was an all-out embarrassment. I, As much as I love Dak Prescott, I think he does put up some empty yards if you look at his huge amount of yards he's thrown for, like half of them have come with him trying to unbury the Cowboys after mistakes of either his own or the defense. So I, I try sometimes to look a little harder at the actual how these games play out 
than just the final numbers. So I would say that, uh, uh, you know, in most cases, you would say the Cowboys season is over and feel pretty good about that take. I mean, I really do. In, in this pathetic division, <laughs> I, I think you have, to, you have to try to win somewhere in the eight or nine game range. And, and here they are in first place right now at two and three. Uh, if you can win six more games, that wins you the division. And then the next step is you hope somehow you could get hot like the Eagles got hot with Foles a few years ago and, and do something. But uh, I, I don't see some kind of incredible run coming from the Cowboys, but I don't see anybody better in the division. So, uh, you know, sometimes you ask for the Cowboys to either be great or terrible. I don't think we're going to get either one of those things this year. I, I think that 8-8 eight and eight is what you hope for and I believe eight wins wins the NFC East. Matt, do you feel a uh, hundred times better after Scott Drew gave you a pep top pep top the other day? <laughs> it was good to hear from Scott. I heard from Coach Tang. You know, Mac and Jeremiah have all reached out. Uh, Steve Rodriguez, Rodrigo, I like to call him, heard from him. So the Baylor family has been great. But now Scott, as only Scott could, you know, he, he, uh, he let me know and, you know, that God was looking out for me that day. He believes that a lot of this, uh, the fact that I'm walking right now, that he thinks it, it, it is further, per, that further evidence that I have a purpose on this earth. And Scott uh, told me that the postponed basketball season he believes that uh, that's going to be set up well for me. He thinks I'll be ready to go mm. close to early uh, in the basketball season. And he even went as far to say that all these postponements of Baylor and their COVID issues, he thinks secretly they are just waiting on me to get healthy. <laughs> that's right. That's what Aranda told us too. So that's, that's good to know. Uh, well, well I'll, I'll let you know that our listeners have been asking about you often. Uh, we had some people chime in during the segment. Our guy, Joe in DFW, said he's praying for you and wants to get together with you once you get healed. Uh, our buddy, Dave in Belton, said it's great to hear you back on the air. We've had a bunch of uh, people text in on the CNC Collision Center text line and say that it's good to hear you again and they're ready for you to be back. So uh, our people are, are ready to hear your uh, your opinions and and your humor again once you're uh, once you're back to full strength, man. Well, that's that's really nice of you, and and just know, uh, Tom, uh, you know, Tom. I know you've been putting in five hours on top of your program director, which is more like ten to fifteen type hours, and so uh, you know, it's certainly uh, not something I ever wanted to do this accident, but uh, I do appreciate you guys uh, covering for me and. And doing a great job, and and uh, and I, uh, you know, hope to be able to get back in here and be able to do some radio soon. So I appreciate you guys having me on today. As always, Matt, thank you, and we are thrilled that uh, you are on the path to recovery and uh, get well soon, buddy. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Good night, guys. All right, uh, Matt Mosley. 
uh, on the phones with us, and uh, it is uh, great to hear uh, Matt. Uh, uh, you know, he fired off opinions, ready to go. So that's uh, that's good stuff. All right, four forty-one. We're nineteen ahead of five o'clock. We're going to step aside, and we're going to come back and talk some cowboy football. We'll do that when uh, when the Matt Mosley program continues in a moment. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vita me vas. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. You already love our famous chicken tenders, but have you tried our fabulous Bush Baby sauce? Get ready. Our new Bush Baby chicken sandwich is here. Oh, and did we mention it's on a King's Hawaiian bun? Yes, you heard it right. A King's Hawaiian bun. Crispy tenders placed on a warm and delicious King's Hawaiian bun. Drizzled with our sensational Bush Baby sauce. Topped with three pickles and bam! Introducing the new Bush Baby chicken sandwich. Pick up your Bush Baby chicken sandwich at a Bush's chicken nearest you today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Abbott head coach Terry Crawford joined Game Time this morning to discuss the team's 7-0 record this season and what the biggest difference in this team and teams from the past couple of seasons has been. We've had two really rough years. It's been three years since we've made the playoffs. It's unheard of around here. And what we've been fighting is just getting our kids to buy into all those things off the field. Um, we've had some talent, but we've had kids that wouldn't study scouting before. We've had kids who wouldn't study film. We've had kids who wouldn't buy into our, our conditioning system, wouldn't buy into how we're supposed to eat things. So uh, this group has just bought into it 100% from the get-go. Our kids are smart, and that's because they're prepared, and that's been the difference. The Panthers are off this week and will resume play on October 23rd against Coolidge at home. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Some call us Some the Dallas Cowboys. How about that? I knew, I knew exactly where you were going, Stephen. 446, 14 in front of 5. This is the Matt Mosley Program. Tom and Stephen in for Matt on a Wednesday afternoon. We're glad you're with us. Getting ready to wrap up a work day here. This afternoon. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys. Uh, Matt was talking about uh, the division and how poor the division was. And, Stephen, with with uh, Andy Dalton at quarterback, do they have the best quarterback in the division? Or is there somebody among uh, Philadelphia, New York, or uh, Washington that you'd rather have? I would still go Carson Wentz, Tom. I get he's not playing real well right now, but uh, I think he's better than Dalton. I wanted to throw this out to our audience, and you can chime in 254 662 
CNC Collision Center text line, or you can call us. I, I really feel like, and I understand what Matt said in the last segment. He brought up, you know, hey, there's a formula here. You can run the football, hide your defense, you know, pound the rock with Zeke, and find a way to win eight games, win that division. But I feel like from a franchise standpoint, this team has just been kind of going in neutral for 20 plus years. And every five to eight years, they'll have a team that's good enough to make the divisional round of the playoffs and sort of flirt with maybe making the conference title game, but they end up losing in the second round. And they're always competitive. They've rarely had teams, except in some years where Romo was hurt in that gap between Aitman and Romo where they were you know, throwing out a number of different quarterbacks, most notably Quincy Carter, and that whole experiment didn't work out. But they've always hovered around 500 and been a competitive football team, Tom. But you're in a position now, you're two and three. Yes, you have a chance to win the division. But wouldn't it benefit this franchise more if they end up with a top five pick and then you have a lot of different options? Obviously, you could tag Dak and you could draft a big-time defensive player. You could draft an offensive lineman to maybe replace Tyron Smith, depending on how he's feeling. You could draft a, a great pass rusher. Wouldn't that be more beneficial for this team long term than just scuffling around and going eight and eight and making the playoffs with Andy Dalton and then getting beat by, you know, whatever wild card team it is? Probably some team out of the NFC West, like the Cardinals or um, the Niners that end up making the playoffs and, and have a much better record. Well, and you have really two different questions. Uh, would it be better? Probably. Would it ever happen under the Jones family? No, never. When is the last time the Cowboys actually did a total rebuild? I, I think you have to go back to early Jimmy Johnson days when he made the Herschel Walker trade and they got, what, five or six draft picks from the Vikings and just absolutely took the Vikings to the woodshed mm -hmm. on on that deal, and then you started bringing in all this talent, and, and you had a uh, you had a plethora of talent that that rolled into Dallas, and then what you look up and they win what three championships in four years? Uh, they were so good, their coach leaves, and they still win a championship. Uh, so, but you're right. They since then they haven't really done a rebuild. Now they'll retool here. They'll go get this guy or that guy, but. It has never been a let's just let's just gut this thing and start all over. Uh, and, and I don't see it happening again, particularly when you, whether you like it or not, eight and eight, nine and seven may win the division, and this team is has got just as good a chances as any of them to uh, to win the division. You're sitting here after five weeks of play in first place. I don't care if your record's two and three. The bottom line is you're in first place, and they got a chance to win the division. And we still don't know. With a week of, of preparation, what is Andy Dalton going to be like with plays? And they don't have to change the offense. They have mm -hmm. to call plays within the offense that suits Andy Dalton's game. And, and I've heard that a lot this week. Well, what are they going to change? What are they going to do differently? I don't think they're going to do anything differently. I think they're going to. I think what they will do is call plays that 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 are in the system that fit his game. And, and Again, in the running game, what's the quarterback do? He turns and hands the football off. So if, they, if they're going to run with Zeke, that's, that's nothing changes there. And one of the things that Andy Dalton can do, as you know, Stephen, is he can throw the deep ball. So 
can you can you can you shorten some patterns uh, not shorten some patterns but can you simplify some patterns and instead of having three four five guys in in the formation can you go one or two wide outs and just challenge dbs every once in a while with a deep ball who knows who knows what what, what they do but He's a guy that, again, has won a bunch of football games. It's not like this dude is – they got him off the street from a, you know, from a convenience store or something. This is, a, this is a guy that's won a lot of football games for the Cincinnati Bengals. He did. I mean, things didn't end well there. I feel like we're overrating Andy Dalton a little bit. I think he's a capable guy. I feel like he's going to be exposed a lot over the next 11 games. I'm just not sure he's in a place where he can do that now. I think he could – come in for a few weeks and lead the charge. The last time they had a top five pick was 2016. And Tom, that's when they got Zeke. And then they struck gold with the DAC pick because they weren't planning on him being a starter. And then he ends up there. And wasn't all of a sudden he a fourth rounder? Wasn't he a fourth yes, he rounder? Was. He was a fourth round and he was going to be a project. And next thing you know, he's uh, thrust into into the, uh, the, the, the role with the injury to Romo. And, and you know, if Tony Romo... Tony Romo didn't because of the quality of play of, of of Dak that first year. That was it for Tony. Uh, he came back and got to stand and watch uh, <laughs> because Dak wasn't giving up his job. That's right. Uh, they really, I mean, they were looking at Connor Cook in that draft. They were looking at Paxton Lynch, and they ended up with Dak Prescott, and he turns into a great quarterback. And then they went on that fantastic run by doing a lot of things that fans are wanting them to do now, running the football, controlling the clock. Tim and Waco is on hold. He has a Cowboys question. Tim, how you doing, man? I'm good, thanks. Hey, so Kellen Moore, as an offensive coordinator, has had no other quarterbacks but Dak Prescott with the ability to run. And I'm and I'm really curious if Kellen Moore has the abilities as the offensive coordinator to even call plays catered to Andy Dalton, or if we're just going to see a a transitional offense of something enough just to get by the season until Dak Prescott's able to come back. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of Zeke, and you've got to run the ball with Zeke, but there was a huge piece to that offense that ran through Dak Prescott's legs, and you're not going to have that with Andy Dalton. No, you, I'd lo- uh, love to hear your thoughts. Okay, and, and appreciate your phone call. And, and no, you're, you're not going to have a running quarterback, and you're not really going to have a mobile quarterback in Andy Dalton. But, you know, in that game Sunday, he was still able to under – Kellen Moore's play calling go nine for 11 for a hundred for 111 yards and he didn't throw a touchdown pass but he did put him in a position to where they could kick the field goal plus don't forget Mike McCarthy knows one or two things about offensive football and, and he had uh, you know he's had some really good players in, in Green Bay that played the quarterback position so I, I, I bet between those two guys they can come up with a package that suits Andy Dalton in the past game. And again, it's probably, and, and I'm guessing here, but it's probably going to be short routes, don't you think, Stephen? It's going to be get the ball out of his hands. Because the other issue is that offensive line and their protection. I mean, they didn't exactly protect Dak Prescott. He had to maneuver around in the pocket, and that's not going to be Andy Dalton's forte. He's going to have to get the football out of his hands. They're going to have to run some routes, and uh, you may see some some picks and that kind of thing so he can get the ball out of, the, out of his hand and into the receiver's hand, and, and maybe they can make a play afterwards. A lot of hate for, uh, for Kellen Moore, and my, my colleague Ward Whites is really not a fan. I think, honestly, Kellen's done okay. Now, there are things to criticize about this offense, offense um but it's it's going to be very different with uh 
with Andy Dalton back there. But yeah, I feel like they can adjust him. I mean, to me, the issue is going to be not can this offense be functional. I think they'll be functional, but can the defense, there you go, you know, keep them in games because Andy Dalton cannot get in shootouts with these guys. And, you know, Dak Prescott struggled with that too. Like that Browns game, they were down 41 14. And they now they made a game of it. Yep. But that was a blowout. And it was, you know, similar um, against the Falcons. They ended up winning that game, but they've fallen behind uh, in all these games so far this year. And that's not going to be his forte, is bringing them back. We have to take a break, but we'll stay with this topic, actually, because I got a lot of reaction on the CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, Danny and Belton's hitting me up, a couple other guys as well. So we'll get more of your feedback, 254-662-1660. The question is, do you think it would be more beneficial for this Cowboys team to sort of tank out the rest of the season, have a bad year, end up with a top five, top ten draft pick, or do you want them fighting for a division title in a lousy NFC East? This is ESPN Central Texas. This high school football coaches show with Lorena coach Ray Biles, brought to you by Lorena Athletic Association and Triple S Sports. The Lorena Leopards had an open date in their District 11-3A schedule this last Friday. Meanwhile, Coach, the chaos continues in the district standings. There's now no team in the district without a league loss. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm not least bit surprised with that, Lark. Uh, you know, going into this thing, it was going to be a dogfight every week. And, uh, you know, the competition from top to bottom is, is extremely strong. So, uh, you know. We're excited about it. We're one of those teams with one loss. So, you know, we've got as good a chance as anybody if we take care of our business moving forward. With the week off, any roster changes, position changes contemplated for the final four district games considering considered during this week off? You're constantly looking at what you can do to improve your football team. And, uh, you know, there may be a few minor tweaks, but they're not going to be a lot of major things happen. Uh, we've tried to settle people into positions in, in uh groupings that we feel comfortable with that we can accomplish the, the things we need to do to give our kids a chance to win. So, uh, you know, I don't think we're going to have any major changes. Uh, just hopefully we'll keep everybody healthy and out of quarantine, ready to go. As chaotic as this season has been, what effect has that had on your sub-varsity team? We lost our uh, freshman team uh, a week ago to uh, COVID. Uh, I say lost them. We, you know, we just got put in quarantine with a, a bunch of kids. So, we had to cancel ball games there, but they will be back next week. And uh, other than that, everything else seems to be rolling along pretty well. As I mentioned before, there's four games left on the regular season schedule, beginning with McGregor coming off an exciting win over Troy. It was. It was a track meet. Uh, I was up in the stands Friday over at McGregor in, in uh, 42 to 34 at half. And, you know, and I was exhausted just watching the rascal go. So, uh, yeah, they've got some great great ball players over at McGregor. Uh, Coach Shields, his staff do a super job. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a, a big test for us come Friday night. ESPN Central Texas. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplessports.com. You're out! 
Bell Arena Athletic Association meets the first Monday of each month, and they invite all supporters of the Leopards and the Lady Leopards to become members and attend the meetings. Last year, the Lorena Athletic Association awarded 12 scholarships to deserving Lorena ISD students. They also try to provide needed items each year from the high school and junior high coaches' wish lists. The Lorena Athletic Association is seeking volunteers to work concession stands at home sporting events. Call Lorena High School for more information or check them out on Facebook. Hey there, Cowboys Nation. I'm Kyle Yeomans with today's Cowboys Report. With Dak Prescott on the sideline for the rest of the season, it's now time for Andy Dalton, the veteran backup, to take his turn at quarterback. How does offensive coordinator Kellen Moore feel about the switch? We'll hear from him next. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Whether you're getting ready to purchase a home, setting up a college fund for your kids, or preparing for retirement, you're working hard to live a life you love. And you deserve peace of mind knowing your home, loved ones, and future are protected. At SWBC, we can help you assess your personal situation and create a customized solution to make sure you're prepared for whatever life throws your way. Visit SWBC.com to learn about your mortgage, insurance, and wealth management options today. That's SWBC.com. Three-time Pro Bowler and veteran NFL quarterback Andy Dalton made his switch from Cincinnati to Dallas this past offseason, but now he's got a chance as the starting quarterback. Here's what Kellen Moore had to say. I think we're in a fortunate spot. Obviously, not many people are to have Andy on our team to uh, be in this situation. Feel comfortable at the end of that game to go into man offense, just roll because you know Andy's going to be able to go out and make plays and execute, and uh, you know he handled it the right way. It was nine of eleven and took care of business. And uh, obviously, we're fortunate for that. Now, obviously, we kind of got regroup, go through this process of seeing, you know, with, with the adjustment here and uh, just Andy and I working together. That's it for today's Cowboys report. I'm Kyle Yeomans. KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. The 5 o'clock hour of the Matt Mosley Show is brought to you by Coriel Health Medical Clinic. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. 501. Drive safely as you wrap up your Wednesday workday. Tom and Steven in for Matt on this Wednesday afternoon. We're glad you're along with us. Matt was... Uh, Kind enough to join us earlier today, and if we get an opportunity, we may uh, we may get to revisit that conversation and have uh, and have that conversation with Matt uh, here on the program. We're talking Cowboys, and and Stephen wants uh, Stephen wants boy he wants to throw in the towel after week five. Mm-hmm. He wants a draft pick uh, instead of wins, and uh, he he wants he wants the the draft to be the next focus and not the Cowboys getting to the playoffs and winning the Super Bowl in 2020. And is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I think listen, they're not they're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, they're not? They're not. <laughs> okay. No. Uh, they're going they might win the NFC East, which would be cool, and then they can go get, you know, destroyed by a wild card team. And hey, I'm not saying going to the playoffs is useless. I get that professional sports you're trying to win every week, but I just think from a franchise standpoint, 
the, the better thing to do is tank this thing out, man. Like you don't try to lose games intentionally, but you got a backup quarterback in there and Hey, you play conservatively. Maybe you end up with a top five pick and then you see what happens. So I threw that to our audience. I know we got a lot of Cowboys fans out there. So first Danny and Belton, uh, texted in text line brought to you by CNC collision center. He said, we're not talking about a total rebuild. We're talking about one bad year due to injury. Uh, so you could use that draft pick if, if it was a top five, top 10 draft pick to draft potentially a missing piece, or you could flip that pick in a trade for a missing piece. And yeah, that's, that is one intriguing thing about it. Tom is if you have a high draft pick, then you can stay there. Or obviously that's a coveted spot. So what are you, you looking for? Um, I'd say you're looking more for draft capital than players. And that's how the NFL seems to work. So if somebody wants to move up to five and, and you want to move down to 10 and think you can still get a good player, then you, you try to load up on some more premium picks, whether that's the second rounder, third rounder. Um, and you try to, to draft wisely and develop those guys. But I'm talking about oh, in player? the draft. What oh, are you looking you're, for? You're looking for a defensive stud. You're, you're looking for a multiple, though. Yeah. You need them on the front. You need them in the middle. And you certainly need them in the back end. They need help across the board now on the defensive side of the football. They're Right now, they're a bad defensive football team. Yeah, you need uh, Jerry Jones likes to call them war daddies. And, and you need those guys. I feel like Demarcus Lawrence actually plays pretty well, and Alden Smith, they've sort of found something there. They need someone in the interior, and defensive tackles usually are not top 10 picks, um, but Dontari Poe is just getting blown off the line. Tristan Hill is coming off a torn ACL. Uh, they're giving up eight, nine yards a pop. They're getting run on at will, so they need help in the interior. Matt McGregor texted in and said, if Dalton wins the Super Bowl, uh, do they let Dak go? Yes, I think they do that. And if I win a million dollars, I'm going to buy a new house. But these are things that I don't think are realistic. But yeah, if, if Dalton plays well, then I feel like Super Bowl definitely. But even if they make a playoff run, I think your decision with Dak and, and a long-term contract becomes tougher, Tom. It, it, it very much so. I mean, go back to what we were just talking about before the break. Uh, Tony Romo goes down, fourth-round draft pick. Dak Prescott replaces him. Wins a bunch of football games, wins the uh, wins the support of not only the fans but his teammates, and uh, Tony Romo ends up in a broadcast booth, uh, and, and that's yeah professional sports. That's how it works. I mean, you, it's uh, he called it a meritocracy. Romo did in that speech that he gave before the playoffs, and if you can't go, then somebody's probably going to take your spot. And if they do a good job with it, then there's a good chance they're going to stay there. And that's I mean that's in any walk of life, but especially. And the NFL two five four number texted in and said, "I really think they should use this opportunity of having a free season to experiment and explore what kind of players and abilities that they have. Don't worry about your record. Really find out what kind of talent is on this team and what you can do with it." So they're saying, "Hey, you have some freedom here. You don't have high expectations. Maybe you try some new things. You experiment with your roster a little bit. You experiment with personnel packages." And Tom, you see where you're at, kind of try to get a good evaluation of who you have on this roster. You could potentially do that on the offensive side of the football, but I think it's fairly clear what they have on the defensive side of the football. Steven, this team a year ago gave up 18 points a game. This team this year is giving up 36 points a game. Do the math. That's twice as many points, and they're giving up over 400 yards 
a game through the first five games. They are horrendous on the defensive side of the football. So how do you protect the defense? You protect them with the offense, and somehow they got to find a way to, to mm-hmm. run the ball. And I've, known, I've heard of, you know, we've heard the conversation, well, they're shorthanded on the offensive line, and they're not going to be able to, to run the football. If somebody, if in the NFL, they want to take the runaway, that's what Stretch says all the time. If they want to, but you still got to run the football. You still got to be able to control the clock, and, and, and you can do it in, in other ways, can't you? Screen game and uh, you know, bubble screens and those types of things. Those are just long handoffs. But you've got to be able to control the clock and keep that defense off the field. Another uh, texture says, and this is a CNC Collision Center text line. Thanks to CNC Collision Center for bringing us that. Even if they tank, Jerry will always take the sexy offensive guy. CeeDee Lamb's going to be a stud, but they should have taken the best defensive guy available. And they should do that for the next three drafts. So, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, that's always that question, Tom. Do you draft for your need? Are you draft for best, best player, available? best available player? And I, I get where the texture's going, though. As, as great as CeeDee Lamb is, and it looks like he's going to be um, a Pro Bowl wide receiver potentially for a long time, they need help right now on defense. So should have they should they have stayed there and taken a Clavon Chase on from LSU and, and helped that edge rush? Well, that's, that's going to be the discussion for the next five years, really. Um, and they're not going to end up with the number one pick overall. I think there are some truly terrible teams this year and they'd have to go like two and 14, but there's going to be quarterbacks available if you're up there high enough. And that's always going to tempt. I think Jerry Jones, he, the texture makes a great point, a great point. Offense may sell tickets, but defense wins championships. You've heard that, that for forever. Listen, the Cowboys are, are, are first in total offense in mm-hmm. the NFL. They're third in, in scoring offense yet they're dead last in scoring defense and they're a sub 500 football team in a horrendous division yeah it's a bad situation um but man i i do think this team is is closer than you know obviously the jets the giants some of these other teams that are gonna be up there high in the draft and could you get a defensive stud but i get what you're saying tom for all that being said they just don't do that they don't rebuild they don't like to try to you know reload in that way they're always sort of in the middle of the pack and in fighting for a playoff spot nine seven eight eight seven and nine that's exactly what they've done over the years and again and i'm just trying to remember in I think you really do, Stephen, have to go back to the early Jimmy Johnson days when they made that trade for or to, for Herschel Walker to Minnesota for the, for the draft picks. I think that is truly the last time you can really say that this organization ha- went into a rebuild mode. Yeah, true rebuild. I mean, they had the three straight years of 5-11 and 11 under Dave Campo, and they brought Parcells in, uh, but that was a, a quick fix. I mean, they, they got to the playoffs – shortly in Parcells tenure and they stayed there uh at that level for a while so as far as this is a just a terrible roster and you got to gut this thing and start over it was uh yeah it was probably the Herschel Walker trade when that happened uh, if you're listening to the Matt Mosley show Stephen Simcox and Tom Barfield filling in and want to update you on some breaking college football news Alabama head coach Nick Saban and athletic director Greg Byrne both tested positive for COVID-19 this afternoon Both of those guys are headed to uh, isolation at their homes. Nick Saban said in a statement, found out earlier this afternoon I have tested positive for COVID-19. I immediately left work and isolated at home. At this time, I don't have any symptoms relative to COVID, and I've taken another test to confirm my diagnosis. I informed our team of my positive test at 2 p.m. on a Zoom call, 
and let them know offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian will oversee preparations at the complex while I work from home. So uh, Alabama will be without Nick Saban. I'm going to look at their schedule here really quick, Tom. Now, good news is Nick Saban says he doesn't uh, have any symptoms at the moment. Steve Sarkeesian is going to take over, um, and it looks like they have an open date this week, and they'll return to the field again. On... No, they got Georgia this oh, week. Oh, they got Georgia. That's right. They Hello. got Georgia this That's, week. Yeah, they got Georgia. Georgia in prime time. Okay, on the 17th. So I doubt seriously that Nick Saban will be on the sidelines. I can't no, say he can't. I mean, it's it, what, 14 days or, or whatever? Well, he could test out of it, but you have to produce a certain number of negative tests. And I can't, it, it's three, isn't it? And I can't see him doing that in three days. No, no, that's not going to happen. He's not going to be there for that for that game. Hopefully he's back for the Tennessee game. When do they play Tennessee? Uh, October 24th. So, yeah, the week after. So there you go. But, yeah, the uh, the – premier game or primetime game if you will is Alabama and Georgia and it looks like Nick Saban is going to be uh, he's going to be spectating from home on that thing now can he have communication with the sidelines and can he tell guys hey I let's punt let's call a timeout here I mean I don't know the rules of how that would work with him in, in you know he's certainly not at the game but can he be in communication with the sideline well he can zoom in and practice and stuff so I guess they could set up some sort of way where he could you know, call in and have a, a, a line of communication. Um, but I can't imagine he grand be, assistant sitting there with a the cell phone. <laughs> yeah. You know, last year, Hugh freeze had that staff infection as the Liberty head coach. And he was coaching up in the box. He was like sitting in a hospital bed, but he was coaching up in the booth by himself. Um, I can't imagine they'd let him do that, but yeah, it might be some GA holding a cell phone um letting him talk to the guys or letting him talk to the other coaches and the coaching staff as they get ready for this georgia game but yeah huge news nick saban wow has uh covid19 he said it's positive today he underwent another test to confirm that diagnosis um but he is not dealing with any symptoms right now so that is uh that's the good news for for the moment steve sarkeesian the uh, offensive coordinator is going to take over the game day preparations for now tom all right, uh, they are underway up in Arlington. The uh, Dodgers and the Braves playing game three of that series. The Braves on top, two games to none. But right now, the Dodgers have grabbed an early uh, lead in the top of the first inning. They've got a run in, they got a runner on, and they got Max Muncy at the plate in the top of the first inning. Later on this evening, it's the Astros uh, looking to stay alive against uh, against uh, the Tampa Bay the Rays, Rays, and uh, that game will be at 7:40 we'll ha- we'll join that game in progress at 8 o'clock after the after we have our temple coaches program from down in temple at wings pizza and things that'll that'll be tonight uh, with ward whites over on our sister station fox sports central texas and here at six o'clock we'll have uh We'll have the uh, Baylor Coaches Show with uh, John Morris, the voice of the Bears, and uh, his special guest will be Lady Bear basketball coach Kim Mulkey. So that'll be coming up tonight at 6 o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas. 5-13? Yeah, back to the Saban thing. So did the coaches put the phone on silent eventually if he keeps blowing them up (laughs) during the game with all these ideas? Coach, my battery went dead. I'm sorry. Sorry, Coach, we lost you. (laughs) Internet went down. Zoom connection went down. 
I didn't hear. Did you want to punt there? Did you want to punt on fourth and four from your own 34? <laughs> Sorry, we went ahead and went for it. Our bad. So when he wants to scream at his staff on the sideline, they're going to have to FaceTime, I guess. Yeah, I mean, put, the, put that thing on silent. <laughs> so he can throw the fit and throw the headsets down. All right, uh, 514, this is the Matt Mosley program. Tom and Steven in for Matt on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Drive to the house. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight. It's going to be a breezy night and not as cool as low temperatures fall to 67 degrees. Tomorrow we'll start the day with a little sunshine, but increasing clouds as a cold front approaches. We should top out around 85 degrees early in the afternoon as the front moves through. Our winds turn back to the north and skies remain mostly cloudy and temperatures will fall by dinner time. By Thursday night, though, we do have a slight chance of a rain shower or a few sprinkles across our area. Nighttime lows dropping to 52 and then mostly cloudy skies to start the day on Friday, but clearing skies and looking good for Friday night football with highs around 71. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Hey, we're going to talk a minute about Central National Bank. Uh, our friends Tom Nesbitt and Brian Fonville and all the staff at, at Central National Bank. And see, we know their names and, and they know your names. But, man, when, when some of these places that you do business with, they don't know who you are. And you certainly don't know who they are. I mean, you you wouldn't you wouldn't go to a family doctor or or call your family doctor on an eight hundred number toll free number. You wouldn't do that with your your local neighborhood mechanic or or even your accountant working on your four hundred one k. You want to know who these folks are, and, and you expect them to know you. And why not with your banking situation as well? At Central National Bank, they believe in people over the process. They believe in listening over telling, and they certainly believe in helping their customers over helping themselves. So experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, and they've got several Central Texas locations. You can check them out at 8320 West Highway 84 in Waco. Also at 5400 Bosque Boulevard in Waco. They're down in Temple at 938 Canyon Creek and in Austin at 835 West 6th Street. And also you can go online and check out cnbwaco.com. That's Central National Bank, member FDIC. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you are searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s style diner 
serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats, and sundaes while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats, adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. The Baylor Club, located inside McLean Stadium, offers ample room to spread out for any event, including business meetings and social gatherings. Host your next function with confidence and let their certified event planner handle all of your requests. With access to a dozen or more spaces throughout McLean Stadium, they can accommodate groups of most sizes in a safe, comfortable, and socially distant setting. Contact the Baylor Club and Rebecca today at 254-710-8076 to inquire about all available options. Good luck to the Midway Panthers as they continue their tradition of excellence this season. At Wilkerson Hatch Bailey, we also carry traditions. I'm Brooklyn Bailey. 95 years, our family has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services and celebrations custom to your loved ones. From intimate memorials to large celebrations, we believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to your family. Learn more at whbfamily.com. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Abbott head coach Terry Crawford joined game time this morning to discuss the team's 7-0 record this season and what the biggest difference in this team and teams from the past couple of seasons has been. We've had two really rough years. It's been three years since we've made the playoffs. It's unheard of around here. And what we've been fighting is just getting our kids to buy into all those things off the field. Um, we've had some talent, but we've had kids that wouldn't study scouting for us. We've had kids that wouldn't study film. We've had kids that wouldn't buy into our, our conditioning system, wouldn't buy into how we're supposed to eat things. So uh, this group has just bought into it 100% from the get-go. Our kids are smart, and that's because they're prepared, and that's been the difference. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley Show, Stephen Simcox here, Tom Barfield alongside me. Thanks for chiming in on uh, our topic sort of question about the Cowboys now that Deck Prescott went down. And even though this division is terrible, would you rather see the Cowboys? essentially kind of tank out the rest of the season, get a top five, top 10 draft pick, or do you want to see them fight for a division title, make the playoffs and then get curb stomped by uh, a wild card team? That was a little editorial add in on my part. It's there's no guarantee that's going to happen. I just kind of feel like that's how it could go if they win the NFC East at seven and nine, but we'll see. Dodgers are up two nothing on the Braves top of the first two outs a runner on first and second uh, LA still batting on the top of the first. Dodgers coming out here with some urgency as they're down 2-0 to the Braves in the NLCS. Astros and Rays later on tonight. You can catch that game at 8 o'clock. They'll join it in progress on Fox Sports Central Texas. First pitch is at 740, but it will follow the uh, Temple Wildcat Coaches Show 
with head coach Scott Stewart, uh, which is at 7.30 at Wings Pizza and Things. Now 5 nothing Dodgers. Jock Peterson just had a three-run bomb. It's a pretty good start here for L.A. Earlier in the show, we heard from uh, Matt Mosley, who has been recovering from a cycling accident. A lot of you have asked, hey, what's going on with Matt? Um, he updates his recovery, also shares some thoughts on what's going on in the sports world. Here's Matt Mosley on his own show. Matt Mosley. Matt, good afternoon, buddy. Fellas, how, how are you? I, uh, I tell you, I miss my daily dose of Simcox. He does check on me fairly often, which is a which is a great thing. Tom, I got to visit with you a little bit last night, late into the evening. But uh yeah, it's great to uh it's great to be back on with you guys. It's now been about twelve days or almost thirteen days since I made that fateful call to uh Steven uh from the back of an ambulance to let him know that I was going to have a little trouble. <laughs> you might be late. Doing the show, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I texted Matt about two forty-five, and I got a text back that said Matt's going to not be able to do the show. This is a Dallas paramedic typing, and I thought, oh, that's probably not good. Oh no. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad to be talking to you, Matt. I'm glad that you're okay, and it's it's great to hear your voice again on the radio. Well, it's good to be heard, and. Um, one of my main, uh, and we can get into it a little bit, one of my um, main issues was when I did a Superman off of my bike into a ravine, uh, which is not supposed to happen, obviously. I, uh, I cut up the right side of my lip, and it was sort of dangling, and, um, and they were able to get me into emergency surgery that evening, and repair all that. But fortunately, Stephen, you could hear my voice, I think, in the back of the ambulance. Mm -hmm. I was still in shock at that point. But um, in some weird ways, I've had to kind of teach myself kind of how to do this again. But the, the great news is, and this is a reminder to everybody who likes to be on a bike, and uh, whether it's a motorcycle or a, a bicycle, which I was on my, on my bicycle, uh, I have a road bike, but uh, helmets are so important. And while I ate it with my face first, I then it hit my head. And while I did sustain a concussion, um, I, all my faculties are with me. And I got over that pretty quickly. So uh, I am uh, very, very fortunate to be getting to talk to you guys. And I think the helmet played a big role in that. And I also, uh, I think the scariest thing was I was in such a bad way that I, I, I felt burning in my arms, my hands, and my feet. And so my first uh, thought, which was a horrible thought, was, am I paralyzed? And I quickly realized that I wasn't, and I was able to move my feet and my uh, hands. And as luck would have it, or as God would have it, um, as I believe, the first person on the scene to administer aid was just someone who happened to be out on his bike, and it was a, a doctor, uh, Tony Rivera, and he is an ER doctor. Hmm. And um, I thought that was pretty amazing, and he was able to kind of keep me still, not let anybody move me, of course, until they could get there with the headboard and strap me down and all the things that needed to be done. And uh, what they tell me is uh, 
is that I was in my sort of shock state. I just kept telling them that I had to be on the radio in 45 minutes. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was, uh, I just hated the thought of Stephen, the lights coming on and everybody's just kind of looking around like, where's Mosley? Now, not that that doesn't happen sometimes, but most of the times you'll know, um, I had car trouble even right before this happened. And so, but I'm usually able to kind of keep you posted on those sorts of things. This was a true emergency. And, uh, but it looks like guys that, uh, even with, um, a broken neck and a broken back, um, that, uh, I will be able to make a full recovery. And right now the neurosurgeon is saying that uh, no surgery will be required on my, uh, on, on my spinal cord injuries. So that is a uh, that's you know, phenomenal we'll news right we'll, we'll there. Get that, we'll get that checked out. But I think that was, uh, that's really good news. Yeah, that, that is phenomenal news there. So, so Matt, can you kind of walk us through, obviously you were uh, – I would imagine you were going at a pretty high rate of speed when, when this occurred. Well, you know, I, I like always, I'm like, well, I got to get on home. I looked at my watch and, and I kind of, I did kind of hit it, but I was not like going downhill really. It was on a, a very normal path. And I did what I've done. Oh, a few times I've been riding for years. I, I got, for some reason I got a little careless and I, I ended up on the right side of the path. And I just all of a sudden kind of like, uh-oh, I gotta, I'm kind of, I'm about to go off this path. I better correct this. And I made a decision. It was a, it was ended up being a really bad decision. It didn't seem bad at the time. Before in in the past, when I've come up on somebody or someone's come at me, and I have to make a real fast decision, I'll go off into the grass, and that's usually a really good decision. In this case, I made the decision to leave the leave the path. And, and commit, as you need to do when you make a decision, I committed to the decision to go off into the grass. What I did not know is that the minute I went into the grass, I, I was hit with this horrible vision or horrible uh, uh, image. The, I was facing an, a, a pretty wide ravine uh, or a ditch, and I didn't see any... I didn't see any path out of it. You know, you're looking in that moment, you're trying to process everything quickly. How do I get myself out of this jam? And so I, I tried the old evil Knievel. I, I didn't see any other possibility. I, looking back, I wish I'd jammed my brakes and threw myself off the bike, but I took on the ditch and thought maybe there's some way I can jump it, and obviously that didn't happen. I went into the ravine, and then the impact then threw me over the handlebars, and then I landed face first into the other uh, bank of, of the other side of the ravine, and that's where I sustained all my injuries. And I think, the, I think all the, uh, uh, the, the back and the neck injuries were simply because it was such blunt force that I landed with. So uh, that's how it happened, and that's where they discovered me, basically in a trench. And uh, fortunately, those guys had their eyes on me and watched it, and got to me in a hurry. And I've talked to one of the eyewitnesses already, and then I've been texting with the doctor who, uh, who found me. And, uh, and you guys are like this. On the way to the, on the, way to the, uh, the hospital, the, the, 
I was wondering why we were stopping at stoplights, and I finally said, hey, why are we stopping? Uh, you know, like, I'm thinking, why are the sirens not on? And they told me, they said, well, that's our, that's our policy. Uh, unless you're dying, we can't turn on the sirens anymore. And which to which I said, well, what am I doing here? Like, <laughs> you, you got like the most leisurely ambulance service in the world. Yeah, yeah I, I felt like I was dying. And, Can uh, we turn right on red? So, I mean. Yeah. So anyway, this guy was trying to talk to me and settle me down. He was a huge Alabama fan, had gone to Alabama, worshipped Nick Saban, and I'm begging him for pain meds. And... I said, can you give me something? And he finally squirted some fentanyl into my nose, all right? That's, I guess they didn't give – at that point, they, had, they weren't putting an IV in me. And so he squirted it up my nose, and it was kind of funny. When he got me into the ER and they got me to the trauma unit, everybody was asking, how much did you give him? <laughs> and my paramedic, who, again, I'm very thankful, grateful for, but he went blank. He kind of froze up, got oh, stage no. fright, and he couldn't tell them. And so they start to kind of hammer on him. Tell us how much medicine you gave him. And he was like, he couldn't spit it out. And so they finally just kind of had to kind of go off on their own. <laughs> he couldn't. He just kind of froze up a little bit. So anyway. As much as he needed. They, yeah, you should have said not enough. Not, not nearly <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad. I can laugh about it now, and, uh, boy, the outpouring of support has been unbelievable. You guys have seen it on social media and uh, Facebook and that kind of thing. And so I finally, you know, my wife did a good job of, like, not letting me on my phone and kind of protecting all that. Uh, maybe too good a job because she wasn't really letting anybody know how things were going. And she, she's been unbelievable. At some point, we started to get feedback that people were like, well, I heard Matt's going into surgery again tonight. Like, there was some misinformation floating out there. So I dictated a uh, Facebook post to Meredith, and she put it out. And I think that sort of calmed things down a little bit. But she is, uh, as a lot of great wives are, is uh, very, very protective of me and, and uh, uh, you know, would barely let me do this today. But... Uh, but I, I wanted to uh, – I've really been missing getting to visit with you guys and, and especially, uh, you know, our listeners who are so loyal and uh, so incredible. And I didn't want to leave them in the dark and all. So, uh, you know, my, my goal is to try to be back here uh, at Monday the 26th. And I'm already kind of – you know, the, the issue is after these kinds of conversations, because I've had surgery on my mouth, you know, it, I kind of, my mouth sort of locks up on me, uh, which is a condition probably some of my listeners would enjoy or would, would, have, would have hoped for over the years. But uh, I, uh, I, I hope that uh, here in a couple of weeks that I'll be in, in much better condition. But uh, I, I, for a while, I was on a, a liquid diet, guys, and I, I was dropping a lot of weight. And that was one of the silver linings of this whole ordeal. Mm -hmm. But uh, in the past few days, I have been given uh, uh, the ability to eat soft foods, which uh, uh, so every day at lunch, one of my buddies shows up with like a huge meal, like 
like meatloaf and mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. So I have quickly put on, you know, whatever weight I lost. So I was a little offended, by the way. They they were gauging my weight, and uh, and and the par they had the, the paramedics. They they wanted some reason he needed to know how much I weighed, and 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 I hear him go, well, they were lifting me, and he said it feels like about two forty. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, I don't think they're that far off. <laughs> he should do that at the carnival or something. That's not a bad skill to have. <laughs> I was hoping that I was hanging in there at about two twenty five or two thirty, <laughs> but he just put it right out there. It goes, guy feels like he's two forty, and then he kept saying. 48 years old, and I kept I kept correcting him. I said 47, <laughs> and of course, there I am fighting for my life. But I was very concerned that he was presenting me as a year older than I actually was. Yeah, I'm glad you could fact check the paramedics during your usual radio time ins- instead of myself. That's good that you <laughs> that's good that you're able <laughs> to do right. that. That's right. Matt, could I ask you a quick sports question? Since you've been gone here, the Cowboys they had an embarrassing loss to the Browns. And then uh, I'm sure you, you've heard and saw that Dak Prescott went down. Um, what do you think now of this team at two and three with, with Andy Dalton and there? Our listeners are, are really wanting to hear some uh, some Mosley takes. Well, you know, I I think that I have so much, and you know, I lived a couple of uh, houses down from uh, some of Dalton's family, so they're excited to see Andy get this. Uh, get this uh, uh, opportunity, but I, I, I do think they're in a good spot there. I think he's about as good a backup as you could possibly have. Um, I, I kind of think that in this the state they're in with, you know, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Andy because Dak, because of his athleticism, could sort of make up when the right tackle and the left tackle were having problems Andy is obviously not that athletic. Now, he's got more experience than Dak. Could the ball come out a little quicker? Could they change some things up? Could they give him some shorter drops and, hey, the ball's coming out quickly? Can he, could they expand their, their screen game, you know, do some of those things? I, I think, and I shared this with you guys the other day, but I think what you have to do is go, you know what, we, before we totally trusted Dak, we had this amazing running back who we built everything around. Now, I get it. They don't have as great a blocking right now, but I do think you have to lean on this tailback because this defense is not to be trusted, and you cannot leave them out there for long periods of time. So, I, you know, can Andy get in these shootouts? I don't know. I mean, you're right. The Cleveland thing was an all-out embarrassment. I, as much as I love Dak Prescott, I think he does put up some empty yards. If you look at his huge amount of yards he's thrown for, like half of them have come with him trying to unbury the Cowboys after mistakes of either his own or the defense. So I, I try sometimes to look a little harder at the actual how these games play out than just the final numbers. So I would say that, uh, uh, you know, in most cases, you would say the Cowboys' season is over and feel pretty good about that take. I mean, I really do. In, in this pathetic division, 
I, I think you have to you have to try to win somewhere in the eight or nine game range, and and here they are in first place right now at two and three. Uh, if you can win six more games, that wins you the division. And then the next step is you hope somehow you could get hot like the Eagles got hot with Foles a few years ago and, and do something. But uh, I, I don't see some kind of incredible run coming from the Cowboys, but I don't see anybody better in the division. So, uh, you know, sometimes you ask for the Cowboys to either be great or terrible. I don't think we're going to get either one of those things this year. I, I think that 8-8 eight and eight is what you hope for and I believe eight wins wins the NFC East. Matt, do you feel a uh, hundred times better after Scott Drew gave you a pep top pep top the other day? <laughs> it was good to hear from Scott. I heard from Coach Tang. You know, Mac and Jeremiah have all reached out. Uh, Steve Rodriguez, Rodrigo, I like to call him. Heard from him. So the Baylor family has been great. But now Scott, as only Scott could, you know, he he uh, he let me know, and you know that God was looking out for me that day. He believes that a lot of this, uh, the fact that I'm walking right now, that he thinks it it, it is further per, that further evidence that I have a purpose on this earth. And Scott uh, told me that the postponed basketball season. He believes that uh, that's going to be set up well for me. He thinks I'll be ready to go mm. close to early uh, in the basketball season. And he even went as far to say that all these postponements of Baylor and their COVID issues, he thinks secretly they are just waiting on me to get healthy. <laughs> that's right. That's what Aranda told us too. So that's, that's good to know. Uh, well, well I'll, I'll let you know that our listeners have been asking about you often. Uh, we had some people chime in during the segment. Our guy, Joe in DFW, said he's praying for you and wants to get together with you once you get healed. Uh, our buddy, Dave in Belton, said it's great to hear you back on the air. We've had a bunch of uh, people text in on the CNC Collision Center text line and say that it's good to hear you again and they're ready for you to be back. So uh, our people are, are ready to hear your uh, your opinions and and your humor again once you're uh, once you're back to full strength, man. Well, that's that's really nice of you, and, and just know, uh, Tom. Uh, you know, Tom. I know you've been putting in five hours on top of your program director, which is more like ten to fifteen type hours. And so, uh, you know, it's certainly uh, not something I ever wanted to do this accident, but uh, I do appreciate you guys uh, covering for me and. And doing a great job, and and uh, and I, uh, you know, hope to be able to get back in here and be able to do some radio soon. So I appreciate you guys having me on today. As always, Matt, thank you, and we are thrilled that uh, you are on the path to recovery and uh, get well soon, buddy. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Good night, guys. All right, uh, Matt Mosley. And uh, that was earlier today with Matt Mosley, and it's uh, awesome to uh, to to get a chance to visit with Matt. Kind of, kind of bring it all into to perspective of what uh, what happened, Stephen, and and also to see that uh, Matt is uh, on his way to uh, recovering. So that is good news. What is not on their way to recovering is the Atlanta bullpen and pitching staff. 
It is 11 to nothing in the bottom of the first inning in favor of the Dodgers. Former Baylor Bear Max Muncy just hit a grand slam. So Muncy has hit two home runs in his last three at-bats. Remember, he hit a two-run homer in that rally last night. They came up a little short. Then he grounded out uh, in the uh, in the first inning early in, in his first at-bat in the first inning uh, to move a runner in a scoring position. Then he hits the grand slam later in the first inning. So, And I think I just saw a, uh, a stat that said 11 runs in the first inning is the most runs in any inning in postseason history. So <laughs> there's not many 11-run innings, but they just produced one. Would not be surprised if that was the case. Uh, yeah, heck of a start here for the Dodgers. And much needed is they're down 2-0. And now, you know, obviously, still a lot of time in this game, but Atlanta's got to be thinking, hey, we, we got to find a way to survive for, for game four. Uh, but great start for the Dodgers, and, and nice to see Max Monkey, Muncy go yard in the first inning. Yeah, and Atlanta's up two games to none, so it's not like the, the sky's falling or anything like that. 542, we're going to uh, step aside, and when we come back, it is the, uh, the dismount. That is next on the Matt Mosley Show from ESPN Central Texas. This high school football coaches show with Whitney coach Mark Bird brought to you by Citizen State Bank of Whitney. You might not have got the win last week against West, but can you talk about the performance of that defense holding the Trojans offense to just 14 points? You know, the, the defense really stepped it up. Uh, offensively, we, we, we didn't help them a whole lot just because of field position, but they made three good stops inside the 20, uh, got an interception, and uh, really came together. You know, and, and that's pretty much we've hanged our hat on the last three years is our defense and they and they stepped up coach johnson did a really good job having them prepared you mentioned the offense and you you struggled to move the ball some in the first half what was west able to do to keep you all in check well the, the thing that hurt us was turnovers i mean we had two interceptions we had two fumbles we didn't convert three times on third down so i mean that alone uh equals points and equals field position and you just can't play a team like west and give that up because they're they're sound they're very sound at what they do up next, you got Dallas Madison. What have you been able to see from them so far? Well, uh, you know, of course, they got some great athletes over there, a lot of speed. Uh, you know, my, our biggest question is how are they as far as game shape? You know, they've played one game and one scrimmage, and, you know, here we are in week eight for our season. So, you know, those are the things we're looking at, how we can take advantage of that, how we can spread them out a little bit. But, you know, they're, they're definitely a top 25 team, and, and they're going to give people problems. ESPN Central Texas. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, T, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at citizenstatebanktx.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley's show is Stephen Simcox. Have you thought about buying your first home and you weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years and they're ready to assist you 
not enough money for down payment or low credit score. NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score, and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, they make sure you know just what to look for in selecting the perfect home for you and your family. Call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw dash waco.org to get started neighborworks waco currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access your programs knowing your safety is their highest priority neighborworks waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way call 254-752-1647 espn radio sports center I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. Abbott head coach Terry Crawford joined game time this morning to discuss the team's 7-0 record this season and what the biggest difference in this team and teams from the past couple of seasons has been. We've had two really rough years. It's been three years since we've made the playoffs. It's unheard of around here. And what we've been fighting is just getting our kids to buy into all those things off the field. Um, we've had some talent. So we've had kids that wouldn't study scouting for us. We've had kids who wouldn't study film we've had kids who wouldn't buy into our, our conditioning system wouldn't buy into how we're supposed to eat things so uh, this group has just bought into it 100 percent from the get-go our kids are smart and that's because they're prepared and that's been the difference sports center every 20 minutes only on espn central texas welcome back to the matt mosley show it's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox in for Matt here this afternoon. And uh, Stephen, uh, the dismount, is there something we we failed to get to? Is there uh, something we need to, to circle back around to? Where are we at on the dismount? No, let's just go home, Tom. Okay, we're out. <laughs> See you. Uh, no, a couple things we, we didn't quite get to today. By the way, Dodgers up 11 nothing. Here in the bottom of the first, Tom, but uh, Dodgers can't find the strike zone. Nope. So runners on first and second for Atlanta with nobody out. <laughs> Hit the first guy and walk the second guy after going to the mound with an 11 nothing lead. And I'm sure the announcers are in love with a about a 35-minute top of the top first. Of the first. <laughs> yep. And now it looks like we're on pace for maybe a 20-minute half inning in the bottom of the first. Um, game time looks like it might be a, a long time today. Yeah, well, game time may be on the air before this one's <laughs> over. <laughs> That's right. Um, one, one thing we didn't talk about, some some NFL action last night, uh, and the Titans get a 42-16 to win over the Bills. I was surprised at this time. I thought, you know what, the Titans, they haven't had much time to practice, at least. Not legally. Legally, they've, <laughs> they've apparently been taking it upon themselves to do some practicing, and I guess it paid off, but Derrick Henry had a huge game. Ryan Tannehill, four touchdowns. Uh, Tannehill said they were a little ticked off at the way they've been treated. They got COVID and broke protocols. They cheated. <laughs> they they went ahead practice when they're the ones yeah. that broke protocol. Yeah, I did see that going around, and that's every sports team ever loves yep. to play the we're disrespected card. Yep. People are talking bad about us. Hurt uh, our feelings. What the Titans did was of their own doing, but I guess it worked. They go out there and get yep. a huge win against Buffalo to, on t on a Tuesday night. Yep, Josh Allen did not exactly play his best football game uh no two, he did picks and you know there you go and that's uh that's interesting because that's a bills team that's looked really good the patriots obviously i think have looked better than most people thought with cam newton uh but i thought the bills 
might win the AFC East fairly easily. Maybe the door's a little cracked open there for New England as it, it appears that um, the Bills are, are going to struggle at times and offense couldn't find consistency yesterday. So the White Sox, they fired Rick Renteria, uh, their manager, which I was kind of surprised about when I saw that because they made the playoffs this year. Um, I know that's a young team with some talent. But today, Tom, they got permission from the Angels to talk to uh, Tony La Russa. So, really? Yeah, Tony La Russa at 76 years old, maybe managing the uh, the White Sox next year. He's got an interview with the team coming up this week, so we'll see how that plays out. And we know he can manage. <laughs> yeah, he does. he's done a pretty good job in the yep. past. Um, so they're, they're going that direction. Nick Saban has tested positive for uh, COVID-19. And he is in isolation at his house right now. Athletic director at Alabama, Greg Byrne, also tested positive. Uh, but this means, barring some sort of miracle, Nick Saban will not be coaching on the sidelines against Georgia on Saturday night. Uh, maybe they conference him in somehow so we can still communicate with the guys. He's going to meet with them over Zoom meetings. But he can't be there. He's going to have to isolate and produce some negative tests. And, uh, now, he good, is asymptomatic, yes, right? Good news is, as of now, he's not showing any symptoms. Hopefully it stays that way. Um, he is on, you know, the older side at 68, one of the older coaches in college football, but unfortunate. And Nick Saban's been very vocal. I'm um, talking to Alabama fans. He's done multiple videos saying, Hey, please wear your mask. Like, let's please take care of ourselves. Um, he's, you know, obviously taking this very seriously because he wants to have a college football season. And this is just an unfortunate part of uh, how this has gone, Tom. And, and, and again, no rhyme or reason for why it happened to him. And I mean, uh, again, in, in what we have figured out, I mean, uh, in we mean, I mean, I mean the just the general public is Stephen. When, when, when somebody gets it, it can spread in a hurry. Mm -hmm. And I think that's you know part of the equation here is we all have to be careful. It it is, and you know Baylor apparently had a false negative test that led to just a huge outbreak at their facility. Florida and LSU, we found out today, is going to be postponed because Florida is dealing with COVID issues. Uh, we saw Missouri and Vandy get postponed earlier this week, and all these games are being moved to the magical date of December 12th, which I think is going to be a pretty full weekend of college football by the end of the season. Time. Yeah, the 25th is Christmas. The 12th is makeup. <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of what, what's happening. It, it's just where all these games are landing. So we'll see how it goes moving forward. But, yeah, I hope Nick Saban's okay. Again, he is asymptomatic. Uh, but at the moment, he's not going to be able to coach on Saturday night, at least in person against Georgia. Cam Newton did return to the Patriots today. He was finally removed from the COVID-19 list. Um, so he's on track to start potentially against the Broncos. Um, that game's going to be Sunday afternoon at, at noon. He had been on the list since October 3rd after testing positive. So 11 days, Cam Newton's finally back and he'll be back in the lineup potentially on Sunday against the Broncos, Tom. Yep. And, uh, we want to say thanks also, Stephen, to, uh, to David Woodard of West for joining us today and to uh, mm -hmm. Matt Mosley for being a part of the Matt Mosley program here this afternoon. So uh, and, and wanted to sneak that in before before we pull the plug. It's a 553, and uh, is that the dismount? Is that officially the dismount? That's officially dismount, Tom. I think is we're it done. still 11 to nothing? Yes, it is still, still 11 to nothing. nothing in the bottom of the first. They, they finally did get an out. Yes, they did get an out. They have which recorded is good. the first out of the bottom of the first. Still two on, but they do have one out and uh, maybe two outs here. Yeah, two outs now for the Dodgers. So things have settled down a little bit at Globe Life Field. We'll see where it goes from here. I did want to mention before we go, mm -hmm. coming up next, Baylor Coaches Show. Yep. 
Kim Mulkey will be on with John Morris. That's live at Rudy's. And uh, you can hear it right here on 1660 ESPN Central Texas. And on Fox Sports Central Texas at 730, Ward Weiss will be out at Wings Pizza and Things with Scott Stewart. Uh, Temple Wildcat Coaches Show. Coach Stewart's out there with him every week. And then that will be followed up by uh, Astros and Rays, Game 4. First pitch is at 740. We'll pick it up at 8 o'clock when the uh, Coaches Show wraps up. Yeah, so there you go. We got a busy Wednesday night here uh, in the building. So, uh, it, particularly down in Studio D, where the uh, the Astros are going to play, and also uh, the uh, coaches show. All right, uh, thanks everyone for listening. We had a lot of fun. We'll do it again. Uh, I'll do it again tomorrow morning at ten with uh, game time, and then we're back tomorrow afternoon at three o'clock with another edition of the Matt Mosley Show.